Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome everybody to Monsters and Madness, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast featuring some of the members and friends of the Hawk and Cleaver community. If you're enjoying the podcast, then please don't forget to head on over to hawkandcleaver.com where you can find an amazing community of creators and content, including novels, short stories, comics, podcasts, and merchandise. So, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Okay, so... Last adventure, you guys arrived in the quaint little town of Russellton, which was known for being a perfect place for young heroes to come and test their skills and start getting a reputation for themselves. However, when you arrived, you were surprised to find that the place was a ghost town. No heroes, no adventurers. There was a band of goblins and hobgoblins that seemed to kind of overrun and take control of the whole town stopping all kind of couriers and people coming in and out with help wanted and uh, job notices and taking them all for themselves, leaving everybody else sitting around in the pub not knowing what to do with themselves. Some people were just working out in the fields, helping out to try and earn a couple of coins to then gather up supplies and move on to the next town because the well had dried up, for lack of a better word. Some people wanted to try and get rid of the goblins and the hobgoblins, but didn't feel like they were strong enough or brave enough and then you guys with your big old bollocks come in <laughs> I'm like, yeah we can sort out this goblin problem you decided to post a fake help wanted notice on the uh, little notice board in the center of town being very uh, deceptive and being good skilled writers you guys put a perfect assassination required for 500 gold pieces uh, like a good slap up dinner and 50 virgins or something as well wasn't it <laughs> come on <laughs> 10 it was 500 gold pieces 10 virgin brides a slap up dinner a slap up dinner and exposure exposure they pay you an exposure <laughs> oh not that kind no 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 not that kind <laughs> uh, donning his fake alter ego for when he's doing dodgy dealings, uh, Scamos became, was it Akthos? Akthos Woe. Akthos Woe. Stumbled and bumbled into the middle of the town, 
gave your fake help wanted sign to the goblins, possibly fooling them completely, and then cockily walking back into the bar. You guys decided that the best thing to do was to demand that you spoke with the leader of these hobgoblins and goblins outside on the tradeway, outside of town, at dusk. As Akthos cockily walks back into the bar, and uh, Uraprax, who's on the roof, slowly feather falls down the chimney and into the bar again to meet Oran and Finn. It is about midday, and... You have the floor. You have the con. Oh, oh wow. Oh, so we're, we're, we're mm. picking up exactly where we left off. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no time has passed. We haven't gone to sleep. Now it's time for us to plan. Assuming that these people, that we get the leader to come, that we're, that we're hoping will arrive. If not, then just murder those guys, I guess. But um, <laughs> if, um, if, this le- if the leader does come, we're going to be need, we're going to need to be ready for a a big old scrap, but uh, I have a couple of ideas, but don't let me um, railroad you guys, not that we have a history of, of that out on the road. <laughs> um, what has, has anyone else got any thoughts? I know um, I know, Finn, you were looking at that big pile of weapons over over yonder, correct? Yeah, yeah, I think I think we need to have a bit of rummage around there, see if there's anything decent. Um, who's, who's up for that? Or do we need to... Should uh, should Eurapax uh, get back on the uh, roof as a bit of a scout? Do we need do we need someone checking for this guy? Well, uh, certainly, now is the time for preparation, right? Because we're going to need to be ready in advance of dusk arriving. Um, what? Can, can we just sorry uh, to interrupt uh, uh, Scamos or Akthos? I don't know who you are right now. Scamos at the <laughs> Scamos. moment. <laughs> can we just uh, just to kind of set ourselves up and for the listeners at home can i just look around the room and be reminded where everyone is who's doing what absolutely just so that we've got that so looking around the bar we have obviously the trusty barman who is seems to be a man in his uh mid 50s uh human in trait uh he's kind of slightly starting to recede he's got it slightly receding at the sides here but he's still got a nice kind of Slightly chunky uh, set of mutton chops on him. Uh, that was the barman Hendrick. The pile of uh, bloodied and battered swords and armour that was previous heroes who tried to tangle with the goblins and hobgoblins is haphazardly and lazily just tossed in the corner. Uh, there are two other adventuring parties in this tavern with you currently. Uh, both, both of the parties sitting around bored waiting to move on to the next town. The first one you had uh, Amit, who was the warforged uh, fighter, the big kind of wooden uh, Iron Man. Uh, there was Chen, the uh, tabaxi, the cat creature. And there was uh, Kenocha, which was the uh, kind of what you could imagine was a cleric. She seemed to have armor, but also had a lot of like ceremonial robes on her. The second party, uh, it was also just chilling out and not doing anything in the bar. Uh, was Malaquis, who was the uh, the dark elf, the drow wizard. There was uh, Brock, the little gnome, who seemed to be wearing nothing but a grass skirt. And John, the uh, fighter, who had some pretty uh, sturdy-looking leather armor, but absolutely no hair on his body at all. He was absolutely completely bald, no eyebrows or anything. 
I I want to find out more about the Warforge still. I feel like if we can make a companion there, that would be a useful fighter to have on our side. And I don't really know much about the Warforged. Would it be uh, impolite to just immediately start a fight with him to see what he's capable of? <laughs> I mean, if you want to do that. <laughs> uh, I mean, not to meta game, but there are pub pub brawl mechanics in the <laughs> in the books. Oh wow. <laughs> there is always the possibility for pub rules. I mean I don't know if it would be welcome here. Is that a path you want to take, dwarf? <laughs> I'm suggesting it to the group. I'm not say I'm not gonna go rogue here. I'm just saying it's an option we could uh, explore. I am um, I'm willing to do it if you guys are behind me. I'm wondering if we want to try and secure these guys allyship in the short term. Maybe as a compromise you could offer him an arm wrestle, see uh see how you can gauge his strength. A friendly arm wrestle for the price of a drink, perhaps? Pass the time? Yeah. Game of darts, if you prefer a, game, a test of his skill. I think I think if he's a warforged fighter, I think he's going to respect... Like, if we can show <laughs> that we have some... Um, uh, some skills in that arena. Who has the greatest strength? Mine, not me. Not me. <laughs> mine I, is modest. I have sixteen. I don't know how how big that is. Your, yours that's, is greater than mine. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I don't even. From what to you've seen on the road, you reckon uh, Uran Hammerhand is the strongest of you four? Should I challenge him to an arm wrestle? I will accompany you because then I can, if I need to, simmer things down with Chen, as I already have a relationship with her. Yeah. You did you did sweet talk her a little bit last and uh, last time? And hot press buttons on the loot. Keep yes, that, um, you did that as well, yeah. Keep that positive relationship going, Oroprax. Something I have in mind may um may require us to see if you can borrow some of her clothes. I'll I'll explain later. For now enjoy your <laughs> I raise an eyebrow at Scamos. Um and approach, do we approach them now? Yeah, we yeah, I'll, I, we um approach the table with uh, Amit, Chen, and Kenucha, mm-hmm. and I. Ch- and I. Um, what do I say? How do I? I'll, I'll introduce you. Okay. This here is my friend Orin Hammerhand. Uh, he is accompanying me on my journey. Um, Siri, you do not need to activate now. That was not addressed to you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> sorry, I went meta then. <laughs> uh, I say all three of them turn and look to see who this Siri person is. <laughs> um. And uh, we we have a polite challenge for you, if uh, your friend would kindly accept. The uh, the Warforge, the uh, wooden Iron Man, as it were, kind of. Even though he is a very blank, almost like skull, like a robotic face, no features, almost just completely oval shaped, uh, with circular eyes, which seems to just kind of glow this slight bluish hue. Uh, even though it is deadpan, it. You, it does kind of the robot just perk up a little bit at the kind of proposition of an opportunity. Doesn't say anything yet, but it does straighten up a little bit and it's kind of zipping its head like looking at you guys. Ah, I see. We've caught your interest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Oren, over to you, my friend. Um, well, I will sit. I will uh, uh, approach uh, the warforged fighter and uh, and see. Since we've got nothing better to do, 
and it looks like we're all here. How about you and I have a little wager uh, and I challenge you to a friendly arm wrestle and the winner... Oh, what could the winner... I'm not sure that a Warforged fighter would be interested in a drink. So what could I suggest? Uh, Chicken dinner, it rhymes. <laughs> and I haven't eaten <laughs> yet, I don't know about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Neither have I. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, Amit, what do you say? As soon as you say that, the Warforge bolts upright and almost like a prize grabber is just systematically picking up all the drinks and moving them to one side. Very like precise and robotic. Moves all the drinks out of the way, sits back down again, just kind of, even though his legs are like facing directly into the table, his body, his torso, his upper half just robot swivels. So it's directly kind of facing you. I play footsie with the cat under the table. <laughs> oh yeah, she's she's playing, she's playing footsie's back, mate. <laughs> I I say nothing to the table, but I feel suddenly that maybe I've bitten off more than I can chew. I uh, I sit down across from him and uh, sit in the position. I I put my arm, my elbow on the table, mm-hmm. and sit ready, awaiting his uh, awaiting oh, the challenge. Hey. Uh, gravity uh, D twenty, buddy. We're gonna have a we're gonna have an arm wrestle together. <laughs> okay, let's just write this up. We got Amit and Uran. Alrighty. So it's just gonna be straight up strength. So roll and then add whatever your strength is. I will roll contested against you. Let's see what happens. Okay. So. Uh... That is in my save. Uh, oh no, this is not a saving throw. So my strength is 16 and I've got a plus three. So whatever I roll, I add three to. That yeah? is right. You're plusing three. Okay. Uh, Finn and Scamos, you kind of see the little gnome in the graph skirt and the uh, completely bald human fighter. One of them hands the other one a copper piece. Well, they, they no, they both put a copper piece on the table. And <laughs> I can see that the little gnome in the graph skirt points to, points to the robot. I'm feeling quite confident. That was a good first roll. Uh, 17 plus 3, an unnatural 20. Oh, unnatural 20. Oh, I got a 19 uh, plus 4 for my Warforged. So ah. <laughs> it's, no, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. It, they're, they're locked in, but the Warforged is slightly pushing you over. Ah. Roll again. Roll again, okay. Never been so excited. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh no, this is bad. <laughs> okay, seven. Seven. Is that with your plus? Yeah, unfortunately. Ooh. I got an unnatural 20 then. I got a 16. Oh, you! It is on the brink. This Warforge, very stone-faced, not doing anything else, like not even clenching or twisting or even trying to put any weight behind it. It is all mechanical. It's just, funk, like just activating that <laughs> oscillator or that piston. And it is just going down. Roll He's, again. I'm straining. Sweat is running down yep. my brow. What'd you Fif- get? Fifteen. I only got an eight. It's going back up into the middle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, roll again. <laughs> oh no! An- another seven. Fifteen for me. It's going back down. It's going back down. This is amazing. The three on the other table, even the uh, quite solemn and stoic uh, drow wizard, they are 
all kind of leaning forward a little bit now. Roll again. Oh yeah, we're still going, bud. Come on. Oh. Fourteen. Ten. It's going back up into the middle. It's in the middle again. <laughs> Twelve. I got ten again. It's now pushing itself back over, and all round Hammerhand now has it. He's he's realised that if he puts a bit of more like and just twists ever so slightly, he can put a bit more leverage behind it. It is going down. Rand's got it. Oh, 22. I only got a 19. <laughs> it's, it's all the way over now to the other side. It's at that moment that this uh, Warforged emit in some of the uh, gaps where like joints meet balls and sockets and where the chest plate meets the torso. Jets of steam are just kind of popping out. Don't break them. <laughs> eyes, which were blue hue, start to go like more to like a white hot orange. Whoa, this is getting he exciting. Activates his rage mode, and he's going to get advantage on these rolls now. Ah, so here we go. Thirteen. I got a natural twenty. Ah, <laughs> it goes all the way over. Just this huge kind of jet of steam just shoots out of his left shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes straight over. Oh. Okay, I'm I'm so out of breath. I don't even say anything. I'm just like I just fall back in my chair, <laughs> panting. Your forehead. Yeah. I I've been staring deeply into the cat's eyes, and I turn around to Orin and just go, "You in?" <laughs> <laughs> I shake my head. The cat doesn't. Uh, what's the cat? Chen. Yeah. Chen doesn't break eye contact with you and just goes, "No, no, he didn't." <laughs> You see the uh, the little gnome grabs the two little copper pieces that were on the table, puts them in his pocket. Kind of feels a little bit good about that. <laughs> I uh, I stand up, I I tap, I pat him like on the shoulder, like good um, good match, and walk back to my to my my friends. Do we want to find anything more out from him? Well, we, we may do, but I, I don't think that I'm going to stick around after a defeat like that, so I'm probably... It might be up to you, Dan, to find out more from him. <laughs> it, was a, it was an honourable defeat, though. I imagine, <laughs> in a different scenario, if you were extracting prisoners from the jungle, he might have told you they'd been pushing too many pencils after such, a, such yeah. an exchange like that. Your muscles bulging. <laughs> I, uh, I look over at Chen and say, that was an impressive feat of strength. Is, uh, is your friend able to talk? Uh... Yes, but very little. He's he's not much of one with words like you or I. What's his story? He says that he was made, created, does not remember his creator. He simply remembers, and every time he closes his eyes, even though he doesn't have eyelids, he sees a... Uh, a golden spire that seems to emanate light. Does he know where this golden spire is? No, he, uh, before we met him and we joined together, he had been wandering for millennia, for thousands of years. So he must be quite an impressive fighter in battle. Hmm. How did you three meet? 
Well, you know, how does anyone... Also, hi, anyone? lady in ceremonial garb. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, hi. <laughs> She's used to this. Everyone goes to the fucking cat. Like, <laughs> oh, wants to talk to just the random woman, like the human. Everyone wants to go talk to the fucking cat. <laughs> well, I've always had a need to discover more about myself and to see what else is in the universe. It can't just be me. I mean, well, maybe it is just me, but everyone needs to know about me. I put out an advertisement for people to cover my back as I traveled and told people my story and sang my songs, and these two answered. Mokujin answered. What? <laughs> Mokujin? That's my, that's my petty nickname for the robot man. <laughs> I, thought what, my, what? I thought my references were niche, but I've, I've got Europrax, I know. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Someone gets it. What, what, what did you offer him in payment in order for him to join you? He sounds like quite a solitary figure to want to team up with two beautiful ladies such as yourself. The, uh, the female just is like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll get you, don't worry. I get them all in the end. Yeah. You notice Chen's tail is, uh, it's going, it's going places. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not just lying there on the side of the table. It's, it's flapping about. She's, she's happy. She's having a good time. Uh, didn't offer him much. Doesn't seem to drink or eat or sleep or breathe. I just persuaded him. He said he was wandering and trying to find stuff and I'm trying to do the same. Do you want me to get your top up of your drink? I can uh, I can go speak to the barman and get your top up. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me, I'll be right back. I return to the others. Mm-hmm. She watches open. you walk away. <laughs> <laughs> she hates to see it. <laughs> I'm like I'm like no I'm I'm trying to keep eye contact with her and saying, Don't look back, play it cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Urubrax like... is being suave, but in his head he's just like, oh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I've never got this one. I've never got this one. <laughs> uh, so, firstly, I check on Oren. I, I say, "Are you okay? How how's your hand?" That was quite a tremendous defeat. Yeah, I'm like I'm massaging my uh, biceps and saying, yeah, "It was a he's a he's a worthy adversary." Is, um, and he sounds like he's quite tight in with those other ladies and I think I've made some kind of impression so that if we need them potentially they might be on our side but I've forgotten what it was she wanted to drink shit uh, <laughs> bar- barman um, your finest drink please well, finest finest uh oh <laughs> I mean I got a bottle of elven wine but that's like 10 gold you got 10 gold on you uh, I guess at this point I'm kind of stunk in, so yeah, sure. <laughs> Oren spits his drink all over the table at this point. <laughs> don't, don't waste it, we ain't burn any more. Yeah. <laughs> Slaps it. <laughs> As you spit your drink all over the bar, Hendrik the barman just kind of puts a thumbs up. He's like, thanks, dwarf. Cool. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he will retrieve a very, very dusty uh, bottle, uh, very dark green. You can't see inside. Can I get a gold piece knocked off for it being dusty and dirty for the display model? Hendrik looks at you and goes, 
the reason it's 10 fucking gold is, is because <laughs> it is dusty. Can I try and... Where, where have you been? I, I've got quite good charisma. <laughs> you know switch. what? Yeah, you do. Go on, then. <laughs> it's going to be high. I'm not going to let you off. It's going to be <laughs> okay. high. Right. Uh... Unnatural 20. <laughs> okay. Hendrik just kind of looks at you. And he looks over, like, the other people that are in the bar at the moment. He kind of leans in, like, almost so you're cheek to cheek, so he kind of whispers to you and you can't hear him, and no one else can hear you. And he goes, uh, alright, I'll give it to you for eight, but if you do get with that cat thing over there you've got to tell me what happened you can guarantee i'm going to tell everyone what happened <laughs> <laughs> all right cool you. write it down make it like, write a poem about it or something oh yes yeah okay yeah. i'll contact my friend el james <laughs> okay uh well not you've probably got like one and a bit coppers left like maybe one gold piece and a couple of I, I had four. I had fourteen gold pieces. Oh, we had fourteen. Excellent. Six. All right. Then I got six. How have you got fourteen? I've only got ten. My character started with fifteen. Oh, yeah. It all depends on uh, the background and where you come from. Uh, ah. Where you come from and where you go. Um, I uncork the bottle. I swig a bit myself before just adding a dash into all of my gentleman's glasses, mm-hmm. and then I swander over to uh, Chen. And leave the bottle with her with a wink and a flourish and return back to the gentleman. She's she's flustered. She is a little bit beside herself. She, you can see her like her little paw is like fanning. Can you believe I'm single? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't ruin this for me. This is my only outlet right now. <laughs> I'm starting to fall for you, Dan. <laughs> well, <laughs> you've always had my heart. <laughs> Since we met a day ago. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe almost two now. Yeah. <laughs> day and a half, and we're already falling for the bard. Uh, it's probably very, very rare, maybe besides Finn, uh, that some of you have even sampled, let alone had a quarter of a bottle of a very vintage elven wine. Obviously, Finn excluded because he uh, used to run and help with his parents' bar. But this stuff is delicious, very rich, uh, almost almost has like a uh, grassy kind of aroma to it. It's almost like fresh cut, uh, fresh cut grass. Mm. So delicious for wine, as opposed to delicious, then, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> have a little sip and like swill it around my mouth do my best impression of trying to really take it in I take yeah. the aroma swell the drink and go yep this is wine <laughs> it's definitely wine <laughs> I am um, I hold I hold my quarter of the, quarter of the bottle up I say let's just drink this like men cheers guys <laughs> cheers and <Yeah>. drink <laughs> I've gone nothing. <laughs> <laughs> So, John, the human fighter, who you guys have uh, chatted to a little bit, he kind of gets up, walks over to you guys, 
So you really, really thinking about taking them on then, yeah? Been, uh, been toying with it, John. I've been toying with it. Actually, when I say toying with it, I mean I put things into motion which will force a confrontation whether we're ready or not. So we are planning on um, on doing something about this. Do you do you still stand on your word from, I guess, about 10 minutes ago at this point? I imagine <laughs> yeah. you haven't had much ch- t- chance to change your mind yet. That if we can create a situation where our victory is likely, that will stir you into action and you and your friends may come and join us in the hour of victory. Well, yeah, like I said other, the other day, we've only just got the ones that were captured back. We only just managed to scrape enough coins together to pay for their ransom. So if there's a chance that it's not going to work and then the uh, goblins and hobgoblins are going to reset their authority and their dominance by kidnapping people again, i got to look out for the other people that are still in this village. If you've got the upper hand and we're going to win and it's almost a guaranteed victory, then we would definitely lend aid. But we're not putting ourselves in risk again, nor the villagers. If you want to be madmen and get yourself killed out there, then go for it. A cynic may say that that is a, um, not the boldest of choices, John, but I can respect it. You're protecting other people, safest not yourself. Safest of choices. You know, when you Bold die, John. safe uh, very conflicting you, things. You die, John, your, your, your troubles are over. But never mind. Yes, I understand your position. But well, I mean, I if a... we're going to... No, go on. No, no, no. I, I, like I say, John, I, I respect your position. Do you think, from what you've what you've seen here today, you are willing to to hear of our plan, which I hope and I hope you will agree, um, pl- places minimal risk on the people of of Noble Russelton, uh, yet gives us the opportunity to cut the head off this viper which has wrapped itself around the innocent people of this town. I lean in towards Oren and say, you couldn't have just beaten him in the arm wrestle. That would have made a much stronger case right now. <laughs> well, look, <laughs> seeing, as, uh, seeing as your dwarven friend over there couldn't even beat nuts and bolts, but none of us could, let's be honest. You weren't here the other day when I challenged him. Don't want to talk about it in case you're about to. Uh, yeah, please enlighten us with your plan. Okay, I can just turn to the guys here. Um, apologies, I haven't had a chance to discuss this fully with my comrades yet. Guys, do you want to discuss it in, in private before we share with the rest of the group, or are you comfortable that we will share it with everyone now? By all means, take a vote. Share, share with everyone. Let's just get it out there. Do mm. we trust everyone in this room? Uh, you guys, if you wanted to, could roll Insight, which is the main skill used to see if people are being deceptive or... Is that everyone? lying to you? Yeah, if you, you guys obviously are trying to get a vibe and a feel for the room. I mean, I'm quite tipsy at this point, I think. <laughs> yeah. I just rolled Drunk the natural, on love! Rolled a natural 20 on that one. And do I have anything that I add to that? 11, what do I roll for insight? Uh, your it's insight in... is based on wisdom if you're proficient. Should be uh, uh, nothing additional, so just 20 then. And natural just 20. 20. Just 20. Nothing major, guys. 11 for me. 11? 23. 23, yes. Whoa. Excellent. Oran, hammer hand? Four. Four? <laughs> I'm clueless. <laughs> That's right, get the bad ones out of the way. Yeah. Uh, Oran, you seem pretty confident. I mean, once you've arm wrestled with someone, they're like a brother, so you, you feel like everyone here is trustworthy. Uh, same goes with everybody else, yeah. No one seemed to give you any reason to feel like they've been deceptive to you. Uh, everything that uh, John and the other guys have said about 
if it looks like you guys have got the other ha upper hand, they will rally together and help you any way they can. But when he says that, you know, people have already died because of this and people trying to fight the goblins, if it means barricading themselves and protecting residents, they're going to leave you in there to die in the sand. Everything they've said about that is true. You don't feel like they're going to be like, have a pinnacle bit in the film where the guy's conflicted and he goes and helps out regardless of his previous previous statements you know it's not going to be like a crucial part and plot twist in the film if it means that people are going to get started and captured again he's going to protect them and he's going to leave you guys I say we tell everyone huzzah huzzah yeah right then um Oroprax, you have a fine wine glass. Do you want to just ding that with one of these forks and have everyone gather around? Include Hendrix in this. We're going to need him. Huzzah! Clink. <laughs> so I don't know I, what is I... happening with your background and the way you held that glass, but... Do I roll to clink? Uh, no. You'll be fine. So, Jesus. <laughs> we, we, we gather everyone around and um, ask for everyone's attention. And I'm imagining they may have seen some of the goings-on, but let's just... We'll give them a brief of what we've done. So, guys, I understand we've um, we've come in there, and I know I've sp we've spoken to all of you, and we've we've come in this short time to to respect you as adventurers, and we know that you're all in a tight situation, and I know that others have come before us and have not been successful, but we're hoping to try things a little differently. John shared with us that you guys have already tried fighting the goblins, that you guys have tried following the goblins, and to no avail because there is some sinister leader that is directing their actions and making them more organized and more malicious than they would normally be what we have proposed to do is find a way to draw that individual out so we can as i mentioned to jonathan if you heard quite a nice metaphor cut the head off this snake and release this town from its grip now to do that what we have done is come up with a fake job um that um we managed to pass off to the goblins um, and have advised of a meeting away from the town out by the tradeway at dusk so just in a few short hours our intention there is to try and lure a situation where we can potentially away from the majority of this leader's forces i'm not anticipating he'll come alone we should have specified that really but forget about it for now um we're, we're hoping to draw this leader out away from the safety of his of his hidey hole and then we can engineer a situation where we can get him vulnerable away from the town and away from many witnesses and we can free you of this burden now don't get me wrong i'm not just um, implying that we call them out there and fall in on this guy as soon as he comes in i'm thinking we try and draw him very close until we can see the very pink of the softest part of whatever anatomy he has as a whatever creature or she let's not gender this um, and then we will kill them whispering the name of I just recall to my memory here the brave noble hero by the name of Brenson, Brenson. who first stood up and was was counted I made a promise to Hendrix Hendrix puts his hand up Brenson wasn't the hero he was the old guy that lived by the uh, seafront and they just he, slaughtered him to prove a point he didn't he had the, stand didn't he up say, they just killed him didn't you mention he had the boldness to stand up no, they dragged him out in the middle of the square and slaughtered him to prove a point that they meant business. He was an old man. He's still a hero. You do it in a the memory of Branson. Well, we, he seemed brave to the bitter end, but I mean, 
I mean, sorry. I mean, I mean, nevertheless, you're, you're one step away from having a flag fluttering behind never, you. But please never, carry never, on. Never, 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 nevertheless, his, um, you know, his sacrifice will not be vain. He spilled blood for this town willingly. Okay, or yeah, that, yeah. Okay, we can work with that. That sacrifice was not in vain. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. And as far as any of you tell me, he was a, you liked the old man, right? He came in yeah, here regularly, yeah, paid his tab. Yeah, he was a nice guy. That's why none of us have done anything, because we don't want to happen again to someone else that we also like. Yeah, but carry on. Anyway, so... <laughs> you're ra- you're we, rallying the troops. Please continue. We we want to play to all of our strengths here. As you have seen, um, our friend Oren wasn't, didn't quite have the strength to put aside a robot specifically designed for fighting. Amit has great, great strength. And I still saw... Uh, a fighter that managed to hold him and not lose immediately. So we know we have strength in our in, in our side. We've 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 already fought battles on the road to get here, and we have plans to really drive this when we get here. Because of course, when this felon comes to answer this this call at dusk, he won't necessarily be meeting adventurers that want to challenge him straight away. <laughs> no, he will first have a conversation with the job poster. The um. The unscrupulous and and ruthless um, person who's looking for an assassin for hire. The extravagant and incredibly wealthy Arkham von Leibniz. <laughs> A brewery owner who wants to buy out land from one of his business rivals who's refusing to sell, so he's going to want this brute to go and take him out. Now, um... Arkham von Leibniz is a very well is a very well connected, I mean, type of person. You wouldn't want to mess with this guy. He dresses in fine, extravagant clothes, has um, beautiful bronze scales, as I recall, as well. And I glance over to Oroprax there. <laughs> I I raise an eyebrow as if questioning this sudden motive. I am I'm proposing Oroprax that you pose as the job poster, and when and when the felon arrives we're going to goad him into taking this we're going to goad him into taking this job now i'd like you to be very arrogant very very dismissive of this and really ask him because originally we were you were meant to be posting this job to attract the most ruthless mercenaries from from all around and you were hoping to stage a little bit of a tournament even to see who was going to be the roughest toughest guy so if he wants to prove his strength and slit the throat of one of his goblins that he likes the least that he's wanted to bring along with him then then so be it i'm talking about anything we can do to thin out those numbers other things we can do to thin out those numbers i mean if you happen to have a very empty bottle of an expensive looking wine that you were hoping to toast with i'm not above um you know, having that on the table put aside with us filled with whatever Hendrix used to clean the pipes out around here as well. Um, you know, if I can basically we can we can pan this out as we get there and we can have contingencies upon contingencies. I'm hoping what we do is we lure the guy out, we get him to thin his numbers out with some infighting where possible, possibly poison him if the opportunity arises, and then stab anyone else to death that's left over. Now, what I'm asking of the rest of you guys, as far as if you're comfortable it's to come along with us, watch from the safety of whatever safe distance you're willing to hide, and when it goes down, if you think that you have the chance to aid us and you can do so without throwing your lives away, then come and help me. But you know what? This is a benefit. We all benefit from getting rid of these these felons that are 
that are that are plaguing this town. If anyone else has anything else you'd like to suggest to add into this plan, now is the time. Because for me, and I appreciate we've sat here for all of 30, 40 minutes and we're sick of it already. You guys have been sitting here for days. Surely you don't want to sit here and eke out a living until you can move along. We're not shy of the dirty work, guys. If you have anything to add to this plan, now is the time. Can you repeat my proposed name? <laughs> Arkham yeah. von Leibniz. In the in a distant future, there'll be a delicious and quite um quite pre- premium chocolate biscuit named after you. But for now, <laughs> you're a you're a ruthless and you're a ruthless uh, brewery owner. Quite rich, which means you may need some quite fancy silks to wear. Do you know anyone who you could borrow some fancy and colourful extravagant silks from in this bar? Mmm. Lady. (laughs) (laughs) Throughout this, um, throughout this speech that Scamots has been doing, uh, Chen has made it her sole purpose to shimmy and make her way around so she's now standing next to you, Uraprax, like in this kind of huddle semicircle thing that you guys have got uh, going on at the moment who has rich clothing apart from the lady uh, I mean, she it... has just bright colors right so um this is what i need just to, just Shen... you have a disguise i'm just looking for what you can accent it a little bit just to just to really carry off the um the ruse you, you do I... have a crown as well and you have a I, crown. I do have a crown and i have a I... scarf Mm, but I'm wondering whether you'd be willing to depart with your scarf. For this, for this cause, <laughs> I will. My God! Oh my Finally, God! A role worthy of my talents. We, we I... point out this. Our friend here has been incredibly attached to this finely crafted scarf. If he is willing to sacrifice his wearing of this, <laughs> then I'd ask you to look in your own hearts and think what you'd be willing to give to free this town. I lean in towards Chen and I whisper, I need your clothes. (laughs) (laughs) She whispers back, out of time. Oh. I turn to Hendrix and say, a room, make it quick. (laughs) (laughs) What? um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He kind of looks at you like, is it going? Is it happening? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, is this it? Kind of like, I disappear with Chen without a word. Oh, blimey. We won't roll for that. <laughs> <laughs> the camera shall turn, pan up to the curtains as they blow in the window. But how I, how I, thick I, are the walls in this uh, in this tavern? This is, a, this is a nice sturdy tavern with like nice chunky like wooden beams that kind of cut across the roof and they're very rustic. Yeah, it should I, be fine. I reappear into the room seven tea minutes later <laughs> seven but, minutes later flustered and garbed in her robes <laughs> and I say what next guys over to you and we've okay. all been standing perfectly still for seven minutes not hearing <laughs> the ever, ever so subtle creaks from coming up as you should I, I just stand there in complete shock and nudge Oran just like elbow tap him and like what what is going on what is going on with this plan <laughs> <laughs> this just got weird are yeah, you yeah. 
yeah. we can discuss maybe the points of the of the role Arapraxx as we as we get ready to prepare but also let's see what else we can gather from the others so I guess let's go around the room um Hendrik um I, I take it bearing in, bear in mind Arapraxx bought this bottle of wine we can keep the empty could we trouble you to free your town for some of your most caustic cleaning solutions unless you just have any poison you get anything for rats uh, I don't have any poison, and I don't think any of the shops in town would. And if they did, they'd probably sell you at an extortionate price, because no one's selling at the moment. Uh, yeah, I can fill it with crap. And rubbish Wonderful. gear yeah. and stuff, yeah. Yeah, like, literally the most caustic things you have, if you don't mind. Yep. Yeah, he will uh, He will do that. Wonderful. So, so I'm, I'm me- I may be able to make some deadly alcohol hmm. i once accidentally made some deadly alcohol uh and that was without even trying so if i tried <laughs> i could po- i could possibly do it i could conjure some up if we really think going down this road whether we want to try and toast with this guy and <laughs> get him to drink this stuff. if we if if he refuses the toast i mean contingencies guys it's all about contingencies if at some point um he refuses to take the toast note that our person that we have who's potentially going to be toasting you is the member of our party who can resist poison uh, hopefully at least long enough to spit it into his eyes okay okay <laughs> so if he's not being poisoned the guy's being blinded before we slit his throat <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> Huzzah indeed. Murder. Murder. <laughs> um, so I guess the other thing, I know they're not really his, but could we get Hendrik's nod of approval if we, um, and any of the others that eventually may choose to join us, we have a rifle through that pile of um, of discarded weapons, see if there's anything that'll help us with the killing? I mean, sure. I mean, unless the town gets back to normal and these goblins are out of here, I'm I was going to clean them up and sell them back to new adventurers that would come into town, but that's not happening at the moment. So, sure, you can take that. Wonderful. Is anyone looking for anything particular in there, or are we just seeing what we can find? I think uh, uh, Arkham probably requires quite a discreet blade that he can... uh he can hide somewhere upon his person I'm wondering if when we have the meeting I'm imagining it's going to be we haven't actually seen the location where we're going to uh, have the meeting but I imagine it's going to be out in the open would would Arkham von Leibniz have like a a bodyguard so that he I'd imagine someone as important as Arkham von Leibniz would at least have a bodyguard with him and he would probably not be far you know would not be travelling without his humble and completely non-threatening um, General Dog's body who he sends out to post jobs. That's right. Your friend and mine, Akthos Woe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he was around here skulking around the back somewhere. I can probably see if he's around. Wow. And we'll also... That's a couple of people who we can, we can get close here. I'm hoping we can convince some others to come and hide quite close by as well for when the time comes. Um, we'll, we'll come around those as well and I also was thinking bearing in I don't want to account for this because one would not wish to be presumptuous but we are meeting near the woods at the side of the tradesway so maybe when we get there early I may just touch a tree and ask for our good and uh, Mm. erstwhile companion um, 
El Morris if she could watch over us and maybe if she is in any position to send us any aid when the time comes then that's something we would greatly receive so mate rem- remind me guys if with everything else going we forgets remind me to touch a tree and have a little um and have a little word if we can when we arrive as well just a just a whisper out to the forest to see if there's anything else we can have even if, if all she can offer us is a warning or um maybe an owl to peck someone's eyes out and take that <laughs> like um any uh, any aid and any allies we can get here are going to be very useful to us we don't know what's going to turn up and how they're going to respond to any of our plans so if things go south they want to give us the best chance that we can oh yes i would like a dagger dip it in the dip it in the poison that he's making i could just lick it yeah all right okay so we got some uh, we got some uh, wheels turning and stuff uh finn yes uh, Hendrik will kind of look to you and go like okay so should we go make some poison then or all I need is a couple of pint glasses and that and the worst bottle of alcohol you have sure uh, behind the bar there is our two doors uh, he takes you through one of them uh, into like the storage area where there are some uh, kegs some empty uh, kind of tankards and mugs uh Having a quick glance around, you notice that was his only old, green, dusty bottle of wine. So he seems like he needs to call in some favours to get another one of them. But yeah, he kind of shows you and there's some empty bottles, there's an empty jug, a couple of tankards, kind of quite a crude, slightly battered, because it's probably his only one that he's had for his entire life, a like, metal funnel. But yeah, you, uh, you start to make a uh, poisonous potion. Kind of thing. Uh, roll uh, Arcana for me. It's not gone well, guys. It's not gone well. This is, but then again, it didn't go well last time. And <laughs> so I have um, six in total. Six in total. Cool. Bit of a disaster, but this is this is how how it went last time. Yeah, uh, Finn, you uh, you start to get to work start pulling out some of your own kind of vials and potions there are certain elements and elements of uh, ingredients that you use in your spell casting and you start to get to work you uh you kind of a bit of this and a bit of that and trying to recall what you did last time on that uh, fateful night at the tavern kind of mind starts to wander a little bit and drift you kind of remember being younger slightly more lanky and gangly and kind of growing into your uh, elven body and you kind of remember quiet nights kind of opening doors into your dad's study and seeing him kind of hunkered over the desk uh, head in his hands trying to crunch numbers that seem to be getting smaller and smaller and you remember the kind of need to and want to, to help your dad you remember the first time you tried to make the beer go further by increasing its volume with uh, with your magical uh, properties. You remember reading spells in the uh, in the libraries of enlarging things, and it only made sense, you know. Like there's a spell to make things bigger. Like you've read of it and you've heard of it. So if you can make a creature bigger, surely the the last keg 
we could just make that bigger. More beer, you help dad. And before you get to that point, we start to recall the actual night and you're like, nope, I can't go there. That's still a bit rough. You're done. And you've just cooked it. Nice. Um, okay, so I take that back through to the guys. I sort of wave it. Like, hey. Nobody, nobody under any circumstances drink this drink. <laughs> I'm going to put it here. Now, I know we're in a pub. And I know <laughs> there's drinks everywhere. But this one particular one. Yeah, I not, cannot stress it enough. <laughs> um, okay, okay. Uh, whilst I put that down, I think I grab whoever's interested to go over to the big pile of weapons and armor and shield to have a bit of a rummage i go to see, see if i can see if well see if collectively we can sort of have a glance see if we can notice any standouts perhaps okay anyone who wants to go over and have a little rummage through the used weapons and armor you're just going to roll a investigation for me I, also, I, I would like to practice our role-playing as Arkham von Liebnitz and instruct my servant to please rummage for me. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, go for it, man. You're gonna, you're gonna, te- you're gonna practice the voice while you're here. Akthos, you must go forth and rummage, as I have hands that are dainty, and your hands are calloused like the feet of great trolls. Oh, absolutely, but I, I've immediately dropped into character. <laughs> well, I'll certainly do my best there. Enough dithering. Oh, I've just rolled a thirteen. So let me tell you what I have as an as a addition on that. Is that on intelligence, or do I look? Is it elsewhere? Uh, it is a. I believe it is an intelligence, or maybe a wisdom, but intelligence based skill. Okay, so I rolled a 13 and I have a plus 3, so 16. Alrighty. Yeah, uh, you do find some bits and bobs. I mean, it is... A lot of it's battered and bloody. I mean, dried, crusty blood from a couple of weeks or months ago, you're not sure. Uh, There is a handful of stuff. There is a couple of daggers. There is some armors and whatnot. Uh... You could imagine putting them on, they're probably not going to be fitted to you, they might be a little bit hindering. But in terms of a couple of weapons and stuff, yeah, there is a... Let's say, there are, in the pile, there are two daggers. There is... Quite a battered, you're not sure if it's any good, but, I mean... Better than a finger in in the eye. There is a crossbow. With... As you continue to rummage, about six crossbow bolts. There is a couple of short swords. Seems to be just a like a wooden club, almost like a, a base, big chunky like baseball bat. Seems to be just carved from a solid chunk of uh, uh, wood, like a nice big chunky, almost like a. Yeah, obviously it's wood. I know, man. No, I was laughing at Cole when he like literally disappeared into the park. It looked, it did look like he went. To the <laughs> yeah, you're right. 
It would have been so perfect if there had been a crowd in the bar and you just disappeared into Off them. Off guys. Yeah. Genius. If you listen to the podcast, you're going to need to watch the YouTube video to appreciate it. I was off to get another drink. <laughs> and if you're watching the YouTube video, then go watch the podcast as well, because fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there are. Uh, there is a short sword in it as well, isn't there? Okay, I mean, so beside my uh, spells and stuff, I only have a very small dagger on me. Mm-hmm. Is it is it worth either taking or replacing that with anything better? Perhaps? Are you? Do you have any proficiency? Can you? Could you use a crossbow? Would you be comfortable using one? Yeah, Let's definitely. Because I'm thinking. If, if if anything, not just from the from our adventures on the on the road, but I know that you um, are quite safe in the bushes. A lot of your <laughs> abilities are from range, so bearing yeah, in mind yeah. they're going to be expecting Arkham, um, and then we're going to have Mr. Hammerhand as his bodyguard, and I'm as his assistant. So I'm thinking we want um, Uraprax to lick a couple of these daggers. He can keep one on him. I will take another one in case we get the opportunity to stick someone all nice and close. Yeah, then maybe yeah, yeah. you want to carry the crossbow and then if you can use it then if you're able to use the crossbow then that gives you something else that you can attack with from range if it happens mm-hmm. and then... uh, yes uh, Finn as a sorcerer you uh, you do know how to use that crossbow nice so then... can I carry that alongside my other stuff then yeah yeah, there is a. It's quite a nifty kind of l- loop on the handle of the crossbow, which would tuck quite nicely into your belt, and you can just kind of makeshift just tie it to your belt. Cool. So I'll I'll grab that and I'll take the uh, the arrows with that as well then. And then Oren, was there anything that you saw that would would usurp the role of your warhammer that you carry with you already? I don't think there was. Um... I think my warhammer and my uh, uh, my two hand axes are probably as good as I'm going to get. From so maybe the other, level. so maybe the other items that we have we've scrounged up from the pile, um, then we we offer up to anyone else that may want to join us as, hey, we found this as the pick of the bunch. If there's anything here that you would like to equip yourselves with, that you know is better than anything you already have, then come along with us. Is now the time, guys, to see who we can persuade amongst them to come out to the site and see who we can get up close. I'm thinking in particular um, of all of them. Um, Amit seems engaged in combat and also, bear in mind, he doesn't need to necessarily move or breathe, could probably hide in fairly close proximity quite undetected. He could disguise himself as a table, pretty much. <laughs> yes. That's a great idea. Only, only springing to life when someone needs to be strangled. He could be my platform when I arrive at the tradeway. <laughs> or like an intimidating bodyguard figure if he's not hidden. Just, you know, you two standing either side, arms crossed, the two strongest amongst us. Shall we shall we engage the other people in the pub once but one by one and see if we can get to come to the to the meeting site? Yes, you are yeah. more than welcome to try, yeah. Yeah. Uh, surely, Chen. I mean, come on. Uraprax is... We don't even have to ask. Surely she's just going to follow there, him, right? no matter where he goes. Where is she right now? Follow behind you. Yeah, the... 
For lack of a better word, everyone... Curled up, purring at your feet. <laughs> yeah. But I'm currently Arkham von Leibniz. Does she know it's me? Yeah, she she was oh, there when you changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I uh, I very much picture this like the this is currently like the war room, or like the uh, God, what is it like? Ground control of like the Apollo 13. Like people are doing stuff. Like no one's sitting ever, or they're kind of leaning against tables or planning stuff or chatting amongst themselves. Like it is. It's very much like a war room in here at the moment. There's no one just sitting there tending to their drinks. Everyone is up and doing stuff or chatting to each other. Great. Wild. So shall we shall we go round and see if we can engage each of them to get them to come to this meeting and uh, be ready to, to dive in? Um, he he um, urged us into the pub first and we've had the most to talk to him. Maybe we'll we'll start with John. Sure. Sorry, I've realised I'm going to get you changing voices every two minutes. <laughs> so it's, it's all part and part of the gig, man. So first, we turn to John. So John, we've heard your position. You've heard our plan. Are you? Will you come to us? Will you come with us to the to the meeting site? Watch from whichever distance you're comfortable with, and be ready to strike if the time comes. Disguise yourself if you feel more comfortable. Scamos, right? Correct at the moment. I know it's confusing. Axos! <laughs> You've got a very good way with words, don't get me wrong. But you're not listening, man. How about a counter proposal? You go and do your plan. I'm going to stay here in town with Malaquis and with Brock. Because if you don't come back, they're going to come waltzing straight in, straight by the well, back to their notice board. They're going to feel triumphant because they've just got the upper hand on you four. And God knows what they're going to do. So how about I keep the home fires burning? I'm going to stay put here in the tavern with my men. And if you guys don't come back, then I'll do everything I can to protect the villagers. I have a... I'm going to whisper to uh, Scamos maybe if we convince Hendrik to close the bar they're going to have no place else to go <laughs> we've already bought his best wine uh, Uraprax has given him like 8 gold he might be he could be convinced maybe to close the bar and then where is everyone, everyone going to go then they have to come with us or <laughs> or we burned down the bar. <laughs> All right. Well, well uh, pull, pull back. Pull back. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Okay. We're getting speaking, a little bit. Speaking as a bard who tends to have a way with people and words and uh, the, the irony of what just happened there. People and words and encouraging people to do things that maybe they're not potentially wanting to. Uh, I'm going to put a counter proposal. I love the idea. We put a counter proposal that if you decide to try and make them shut down the bar, they may not necessarily be your friend if they work out why Hendrik has closed the bar. Yeah. Do you think, or perhaps you could use some of your bardic inspirational powers? I'm whispering this, by the way, um, just as an aside. Aside, <laughs> so John, John <laughs> aside, so John doesn't hear. Like, have you got any sort of magic song that'll make this guy grow a fucking spine? Come on. <laughs> I have a relatively high charisma. I I pull John to the side. 
Mm-hmm. And I say, John, if we don't come back, you know that part of that is going to be because you guys didn't help. Either we all do this together or none of us do this at all. And if we can't buy your support in some I, way or another... I, 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 die on your feet or live on your knees, John. <laughs> a voice comes from the other side. Like <laughs> John, my friend's going to burn this bar down if you don't come with us. <laughs> guys, please. <laughs> I am doing my bit. Staying here and making sure that everyone else who lives in this town is safe if you don't come back. That is me doing my bit. Let me ask you a question. Why are you so anchored to staying? You you weren't there, okay? I don't want to be like that guy and you weren't there, you weren't there. I came to this town just like you, seeking fame and fortune. The first thing I see, I didn't get to practice by fighting wild animals in the forest. I don't know what the hell's going on with you guys, but I haven't in befriended the trees themselves as that Scamos guy says I came here with a sword that had never tasted blood and the first thing I see is an old man slaughtered by a bunch of goblins innocent women children and men getting kidnapped and god knows what happened to them in those goblins in those wherever they're hiding I'll make you a bargain you stay your friends come with us. But I know you've got Chen wrapped around your little finger and then stuff over there, but Malicus and Brock were a bit closer than that. The Noma nods and uh, the Drow, still a little bit embarrassed about making uh, John completely bald, nods and goes, yes, uh, I'm going to have to agree with John here. We... We would be better if we stayed here in case things went south. I don't... Obviously, I knew that bloodshed came with the job, and obviously I wanted to carve my name into the pages of history, but that poor man... No, we need to protect the people here in case things go south. Fine, then we will live you. Just know that when I write tales of our victory, your names will be written off from the script I think we need to focus on the other table which isn't even a table anymore we've got <laughs> Shen Shen God knows where Amit God knows where <laughs> Chen baby you in let's have a, have, a, have, a, have a word with your missus get her in the robot as we walk away to, the, to this other thing maybe we'll have one on the side of John said like okay John you're determined, man. I'll give you that. And um, you stick to your guns, if nothing else. So if your role here and your friends is to lock this place down, then you lock it down damn tight. Because we are not going to give up this fight unless we we perish out on that road. Because you talk about our yeah heroics and the deeds that we talked about doing on the way here already as if they happened accidentally. They happened because... We, we stood up and made them happen. Now, whether it's a defense or whether it's an assault thing, you made your choice and I'm not going to try and change your mind again. But if they come back here, having defeated us, then you take anything that we've done to injure them and you make sure they suffer for it. You lock this place down tight. You set the roof to collapse if you need to. If they come in here to try and get those people and you 
as much as you can warn the rest of those people as well everyone is to be locked down tight and you'd be ready that's why i'm staying here if it all goes south and you guys are dead on the tradeway floor bleeding out in your final breaths take solace in the fact that once they do get back to town we're there to help and barricade and prevent any more bloodshed that's the whole point i'm not I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys, but I'm not on the fucking front line. Okay, but I'm, don't, the, I'm, don't, the last, I'm the last offence. Don't, don't make me don't, out to be the one that's not helping get, out. No, 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 don't. Don't, don't, get, don't get too defensive, John. Whoa, I think, whoa. I think, I think someone's kind of puts a little his, bit too much. <laughs> kind of puts his head like as if he's going to tussle hair, but he's not there. And he's like, yeah, fine. <laughs> it not makes hair grow, John. Adventure. <laughs> well, it does put hair on your chest. <laughs> Not that I'd know. And he looks over at uh, Malakus. We cross to the other table. I lean a hand against the table and look to the others and say, Are you as chicken shit as them? Or are you in with us for the fight? <laughs> and I wink at Chen. Chen, uh, Chen cheekily kind of smiles and winks back at you. But then the uh, kind of cheerful little smile and the flirtiness kind of fades as she turns and looks at Kenocha. And so does, uh, so does Amit. Amit doesn't say anything. He turns and looks to Kenocha's answer. To what are you reserving yourselves? And Kenocha kind of stands up. Or she was, maybe she was kind of lazily sitting and leaning against the table. She stands up straight and goes, They seek fortune and fame, but they over-exaggerate. They are my hires, and they are protecting me on my crusade. And tell us, Kenacha, what is your crusade? My crusade is to help the people. And what if people? guys fall, the remaining ones here. Why? Because that is what my god, that is what my deity demands of me, to protect the innocent. Now, if you want to go start a war, then people are going to need healing when you get back. Chanitor, I... I know you are driven by your by your faith and the and the will to protect people. You, it's true that our we do not we do not aim to start a war. We aim to break the chains of oppression which have fallen upon this town. Right now, these people live as little more than slaves, prisoners to these goblins and the hobgoblins here. Now, to keep them in that state requires action. And I'm sure any deity, apart from the bad ones that we want nothing to do with, thank you very much, um, they would, I imagine, look down upon oppression as much as they would physical pain. The suffering that these people are going through every day, the life choked out of this once bustling town. Now, I'm not asking you to take a knife in hand and be ready to stick it in these goblins when they come. I'm asking you to be nearby and should the time come to it where you can um, whatever a non-meta term is for buff our stats from the safety of the from the safety of a hidden location or to healers in battle 
can you do that for us and allow your friends that are more um, laden towards battle to lend aid in that if should the time come now when we go out there and we confront these these fiends we're not about to shout before the point of victory that hey it's us from the winged horse we are here to defeat you as far as we know as far as he knows as far as these people will know when we present ourselves we are completely unconnected individuals that they've never seen from Arkham von Leibniz a, uh, a powerful and unscrupulous businessman there is no connection to the winged horse that will necessarily lead them back here I don't ask you to come and put yourself in harm's way. I ask you to step outside of the doors of this pub where where people have been trapped and have been cowering and to be in a position where you can help us if we need it. She goes, I, I will help where I can. However though you don't want to start a war violence is coming I sense that and maybe you don't want to call it a war but in any battle there is always casualties I will help any way I can but I will stay here to provide aid if people are injured I tug at Scamos's sleeve and just say I, I think we're getting nowhere with this man. They're, they're set. We've come this far as a I four. Do, I do have a tinder box in my bag. <laughs> oh, well, why didn't you say so? <laughs> you buried the lead. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think we're getting anywhere with these guys. I think they are, they are set to stay here. And we have to we may have to go this one without we may them. have to go alone we we have our plans at very least gentlemen if you're still convinced then we can do it again we'll have some parting words mm-hmm. with with our other friends here i'll look at her and ask ask one more time pray on this pray on it well and see if your god will send you a message do you feel like you've done enough in this case don't answer now asking god have a, have a, have a do you feel that you could live with yourself if you had done enough when you had the opportunity to do something meaningful? When we talk about going into this battle, the very reason we've gone out with this plan is to minimise the loss of bloodshed. You know goblins. You know that they are not as organised as this uh, band we have here. If we take this opportunity to rid the organising force, which is blighting this society then we can minimise the bloodshed. Without the leadership behind them, even goblins that don't fight us today will scatter and go back to their usual goblin sometimes quite cute mischief. Chasing them, chasing them chickens around. The farmer comes out, he's shaking his fist. That's another story for another time. Just think she, about uh, it. <laughs> she starts to get a little bit frustrated. You can see a bit of a scowl kind of coming across her brow. She kind of turns and nods to uh, Amit and Chen, and they, uh, almost military-like, like clockwork, they start to clear two tables and start to put them together. Chen runs up, grabs blankets and stuff from the room that she was previously in, 
the Urufrax, and it's almost like they start setting up a little med bay. And she turns to you, Scamosh, and she goes, My actions, my steps I take, my decisions are all passed down to me from the heavens. Now you are good with words, but I will not let a little... And she kind of looks at your uh, horns and your uh, demonic-like tail. I will not let strangers deter me from my path. Before you go, bring your friends to me and I will do everything I can to aid them. And that is all. And then she too goes over to uh, emit and chair and she starts setting up what looks like a medical bay. She's took two tables and put them together, ready for a bed-like. And this has already happened before in this village, obviously. So uh, Hendrik doesn't stop her from doing this. He, uh, if anything, he goes and starts getting fresh, clean water in jugs and stuff. Gentlemen, I think you're right. We're not going to lure anyone out to help us in the field. Maybe then one last request. If we're happy to have healing, I know that none of us have particular skills in healing. None of us can cast any healing spells. Do any of us have any healing items on them? Maybe we can ask the guys if they can lend us some meager supplies in case we need to do some field medicine out there. Mm-hmm. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sounds good. Uh, Kenicha says, like, we have nothing left as of uh, the previous attack, but come to me before you go. Okay. And I will speak I, with more of this. I catch Chen's eyes as if just to say one more time, like, last chance. You can, you get the feeling she wants to, but she, from what you've gathered now, she is a hired hand from this uh, Kenicha, and she's got to do what Kenicha says. I'd hire her hand again. Hey! Hey! There it is. There's the joke. Thank you. Good night, everybody. <laughs> should we should we set out to discover what the tradeway setup is? 
Think is there so. anything else you guys want to do to prepare before we go? We're all we're all well rested. In if there's nothing else to do here, all good. Then let's let's speak to Kenneter and see what she can offer us, as we as she said before they went, and then we'll get on our way. Looks like John is taking some of the other tables and chairs, and it looks like he's starting to barricade windows. <laughs> At least they're doing it. I was worried they were just going to sit in here, you know. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> Uh, so you go back over to Kenneth, yeah? Yes. Yep. So we are about to we're about to head on the, head out on the road. You asked us to come and speak to you before we before we headed out. Mm-hmm. She doesn't look. She doesn't make eye contact with you. Like she's kind of made her point clear and seems like kind of she's in the more of the here we go again. More people going to get killed and as as it's got to be. Uh, she pulls out just a small small piece of a uh, white cloth probably only a couple of inches long about maybe four inches long she kind of wraps it around her hand almost like a almost like wrapping a, a fist ready to put into a, a boxing glove kind of mutters some stuff to herself very silently and even though there's no visual difference you do feel a kind of warmth start to emanate from her as if she's giving off a kind of a radiance and one by one she just kind of literally just puts this cloth, uh, this fist wrapped in cloth and just taps each of you in the uh, chest. And you kind of feel this kind of aura wash over you ever so slightly. Everybody gets an additional five hit points. So your max is nice. up by five. That doesn't bode well. <laughs> <laughs> So everyone put your maximum hit points and your current hit points all get boosted up by five. John is uh, bolstering. He's uh, putting tables and chairs by doors and windows just in case. And he turns to you guys and goes, so when did you say you meet in dusk, was it? Correct. On the tradeway? Just near the tradeway, right. Just off the tradeway. Right, okay. And what are you going to do about the goblins on the tradeway? (laughs) (laughs) We test our uh, story and our disguises on them, I guess. Can I just say, John, we've been talking about this plan for the better part of an hour now, and at any point, you could have said something. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, he he, he goes over to Scamos and is like, I couldn't get a fucking word in edgeways <laughs> I, I'm just saying there were plenty of chances to, to warn us several times how, <laughs> like how we supposed you guys to... first got here they had goblins patrolling a good couple of miles of the tradeway leading out of town because they don't let anyone get near the couriers how are we supposed to alleviate your goblin problem if you're not going to be on our side I'm now not... all very well you're going to stay in this tavern but at the end of the day if you're not going to help us you're against us good day sir and I turn and walk out of the tavern all right all right we'll talk about this in private when we're all outside we'll, we'll come up with our own plan <laughs> under I my breath i see i wanted to burn the place down as i walk out the door <laughs> so when, as we've as as we've gone out the doors we're like so easy to be a critic isn't it john. <laughs> john it's not even a cool D name john <laughs> oh it's got like three hey. a's on the end of it 
<laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's like J-O-H-N-N-N-N-S. <laughs> okay. So I, I just, I, just I casually, the... uh, I casually grab the, uh, the suspect alcohol off the bar, shove it into my bag, like, sorry about that, guys. Wish as well, and then I just sort of walk out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whereas we're all get out, so, you know, or a practice like, good day, sir. I'm muttering about the racist cleric. <laughs> <laughs> Awfully sorry. Thank you for your hospitality. <laughs> Apologies for my friends. Fantastic chicken. So you've probably, uh, you've probably been in there a good few hours, kind of planning, discussing, chatting amongst yourselves. But I'd say it was probably three, maybe four o'clock. The sun is starting to set. Uh, but yeah, you step out of the winged horse, um, as clear as ever, about two hobgoblins and a smattering of normal goblins are still at the notice board. Again, not interacting with you, but they do clock you, and they do just keep an eye on what you are doing. Um, we, need we, just, we need to avoid these and just... Yeah. I think we just uh, make our way, which I'm assuming is in the opposite direction towards the tradeway, our meeting place. Yeah, so if you imagine the... Uh, actually, I've got a little picture of it here. So, there's the winged horse that you've just stepped out of. You've got the well in the middle, and then downwards here is like the pathway that leads out of town. There's a little chapel on that side, and up there is the notice board, as you can see. Oh, guys, so we didn't explore the chapel at all. Hey, Finn, as we're as we're stepping out, do you want to use your um your whispered voice behind them to have them turn the other way, and then we'll walk in the opposite direction? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we can just I think our disguises are good, our stories good. These goblins don't seem to be harassing anyone. Uh, whispering to them last time was a complete disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I think we we just need to stick to our story and just sort of carry on our way here. Let's go along. Now remember, um, so are we, in terms of change, so you are fully dressed as Arkham already, right? Yeah, I've just realised that Chen doesn't have any clothes right now. She's <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> Her, uh, for lack of a better word, her magical coat of many colours, uh, <laughs> that was her armour, so to speak. So she is currently in just like basic a, a tunic as it were, just a basic kind of shirt and trousers gig. I had to you have a lot of layers. <laughs> <laughs> Should we walk and investigate the tradeway? Yes. Yeah, let's head to the let's head to the tradeway to our defined meeting spot. Which we Huzzah. didn't have coordinates for, but you know, we we know, right? <laughs> mm. Onward and upward. The tradeway is a a solid not dead straight, but it is a single road. So, regardless, you would event they would eventually bump into you, or you would eventually bump into them if they were t- to meet you along the tradeway. Right, so let's go to the place where we have we have chosen our site. We want a site that's got um, somewhere where we have some some trees and bushes nearby, so Finn can take cover in there and say hidden, and then the rest of us will uh, pose as um, Arkham's bodyguard and uh, blithering assistant. All right. Uh, as we do that. As you start to walk down the tradeway for, uh, for about 10 minutes or so, just to make sure you're slightly out of town. Uh, what is everyone's passive perception? So what you're going to do is you're going to just take 10 plus your perception. Okay. Passive perception. 11. 
Okay, 11. 11. Just 10. Just 10. Finn, what is your passive perception? So just 10 plus your perception. Oh, uh, so 15. 15, all right, good to know. Damn. All right. As uh, you start to make your way, Finn, you hear and spot a kind of slight rustling in one of the bushes. You're not sure if it's the goblins which are staking out and keeping an eye on the tradeway for couriers, but if you were a gambling man, you'd probably put a bit of money on that. Just ever so slightly, as it is, a, it is basically a dirt track, wide enough for two carts to kind of pass each other without issue, and then obviously a bit of grass, and it goes into rough shrubberies and tree line. The odd smattering of a rock, a bit of a tipped over tree, you know, classic, uh, classic foresty pathway stuff. Okay, so I very quickly sort of just do the whole army, hand up to everyone, no, fist up to everyone. We will start, I sort of point towards what I saw and I sort of look, look to everyone like, what do we want to do here, guys? Is this a rustling in in bushes that um, line the roads quite far ahead? How far how far up ahead is it? Who's got their so crossbow? you could imagine as you're walking along, you kind of to the slight right, maybe 30, 20 foot ahead of you, a bush does not like gently blow in the wind. It does jut a little bit, but only Finn sees this. So Finn has just ordered. Finn has just like waved to us to stop, right? And point, pointed it out. Pointed it out. Yeah. Right. So how, how do we want to proceed? I'm gonna quickly whisper to um, to everyone. Now remember, if this is someone watching the tradeway, stay in character. So you are an arrogant person. We have business here. Who is going to who is going to meet the leader potentially? If these are goblins watching the tradeway, so guys, stay in character. We have bodyguard. We have Let's say traveling chef. The guy's rich, so <laughs> I I backslap. I use my hand to backslap Akthos and just say, "Shut up, servant!" Whispering in my ear, <laughs> "How dare you speak before spoken?" Yeah, and I I look down and like give you a little thumbs up. Very good. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so um, as the as I leave, uh, roll a little deception or performance for me. <laughs> Natural twenty. Uh, plus bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Huh? Just in case I roll something really good. Plus okay. five performance to so twenty-five. Twenty-five. <laughs> good to know. What a performance! <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we keep we keep walking, right? Mm. Unless you want to address the bushes that he's pointed out with your disdain. Uh. Can we can we continue our way without sort of coming across this suspicious activity? Uh, again, you're it's only a it's only a rustling of the buds, it bushes. You're not a hundred percent sure it is a goblin, but even you were impressed impressed by that slap. So, <laughs> if it was a goblin, they'd probably taken the bait. You you imagine? Okay, let's carry oh, yeah. on. I command my men, come Akthos, come Patsy, come Susan. 
let us curtail down this narrow tradesway and on towards our business. Which one's Patsy? Which one's Susan? <laughs> yeah, <that's what laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. It does matter. I, I take us further up the path until I feel like we're out of the way and then I try and dodge us into the trees so we can get off of the road and try and do a bit of scouting ahead of the business. Alrighty. As so we're... You sorry, guys go ahead. just like... Just slowly taking off of the path and going into the into the thick, dense trees. And then... Do we want to come back on ourselves but try and stick far enough out of the way that we're not going to be seen but close enough that we can see the road? So have we walked past the rustling bushes? Is that what we've done or are we avoiding that? We we bypassed the bush and just kept going. Oh, went okay. off the road into the trees. So are we are we close to our destination now? Yeah, you're uh like you guys said, you just wanted to stay a little bit away from town. You are you are a good bit away from town now. Because presumably we as the the people around the businessman will have to be walking into town to then meet we, we made the plan that we were going to meet there, so I imagine that they, they planned to find us just there. awaiting the meeting, right? So And we said that we were going to be outside of town, not in town. Um, of course, being that we have shady business, if the, if the magistrates should find out what we're up to or whatever legal equivalent exists in this part of the world, okay. um, we wouldn't want this business to come up, which is why you're hiring an assassin. Do we want to wait? Before we do anything else, while while we are, you know, potentially unobserved, let's just um, put a hand to a tree and whisper a little message to El Morris in case she can hear us. Uh, yeah. So just just for the rinse, super quickly. Hey, it's us. We're in disguise. Our old friend, your old friends. Um, the number you have dialed has not been recognised. <laughs> yeah. um, please watch over us in what may be a dangerous time. We're here to try and free a town much as we helped you we do not uh, deign to ask for or demand any aid but if you see any way that you can help us and it was within your power and with your willing then we would gratefully accept any help you can offer very respectful when I'm talking to the forest lady not like poor old John soz John I feel a bit <laughs> inside I feel a little bit bad John I feel like is, I've yeah. judged him because he has no hair <laughs> uh what would be the tree equivalent of a dial tone, do you think? <laughs> like a, eh. It would be a bark. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> two for two on the old jokes, you're on fire today, guys. Uh, you, uh, you don't know if that's gone through. You don't know if it's been heard, but you, you've done it and you feel a little bit confident and a bit braver because of it. See, that's the that's the most important thing. Plus ten on all stats. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> confidence. <laughs> okay, so hunkering down and keeping watch of the tradeway in the bushes. A couple, uh, maybe an hour or so, has now passed, and it, the sun is starting to set. Is starting to get to dusk. Okay. So we're just going to busy ourselves looking like we're meant to be there. So I might be doing some busy work at my at my lord's bidding, maybe just tidying up the clearing that we're standing on here. And we're going to have our, our bodyguard looking looking 
looking menacing and like he should be scouting out the area and watching where we're going and then maybe um maybe finn as uh as the traveling chef, chef maybe you're standing to the side a little bit look like you might be preparing our master's dinner yeah i i need to spit and lick on daggers and stuff <laughs> oh did we do that in the pub did we I don't um, know. you didn't say you did i i need to lick some metal wonderful <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me have a think about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 because I like I like the ideas and stuff, so I don't I don't want to just say no. But no, <laughs> no, 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 anyone, no, of course not. Anyone would think we're going for the for unusual, perhaps slightly offbeat plans. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would I would allow you guys. Yeah, God, it's almost like yeah. Uraprax, I would allow I would allow you to uh, slightly Im- imbue acid damage to any weapons that any of your party members may be carrying. Uh, to do that, uh, you would use your breath weapon. Okay. So, uh, in terms of having that as like one thing you can do per rest, you have expended your one use. If you'd like okay. to do that. Well, I've got uh, a bunch of old arrows that I uh, reclaimed here. Maybe you could uh, imbue these. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll imbue the, the weapons in face of my attack. Okay. So, uh, during this combat, add an extra two points of acid damage to any of the attacks you may or may not do. Uh, Finn, your crossbow you've got. Yes. Uh, it will be almost the exact same stats as your dagger. So the, yep. the roll to a hit is the same, but instead of it doing uh, the 1d4 damage plus whatever number you've got, it yep. is a 1d6 plus whatever number you also have to your dagger. So exactly the same stats as your dagger, but instead of doing 1d4 damage, it does 1d6 damage. Cool, and then that's then that's plus 2 on the acid as well? Yes, plus say? an additional yep. 2, yeah. Okay, brilliant. And I absolutely love the old uh, picture that Dan's got behind him. That is almost exactly what it's <laughs> like, this, uh, this tradeway. As the sun starts to set, you see five figures start to come out of town and walk towards you guys. A bit small to see, because you did take quite a long way out of town. So it's a bit small to see from here, but they do start walking towards you. Slowly and surely, they get closer and closer, and as they start to get closer, you notice it is two goblins and three of the larger hobgoblins seem to be almost marching militarian. Seems to be one leading, two hobgoblins behind the one leading, and then behind that, side by side, are the two goblins, almost like a marching order. I I nudge the others and say quick into character they're coming and then stand proudly rise myself up to my full height square my shoulders and await their approach okay they spot you guys on the uh, edge of the pathway and they stop they're probably you know, this is very Mexican standoff. They're probably, let's say, 15 feet 
from you guys. They're not getting any closer. They kind of almost V-shaped fan out a little bit. And there's one hobgoblin in the middle, two on either his side, and then on the far end, two small little goblins. The two small little goblins are skittering and almost twitching with nervousness, kind of looking at each other, looking up at the bigger hobgoblins, just kind of both of them have got like daggers and one of them has a crossbow on his back and they've just got their dagger like clutched almost with their kind of brownish green skin. You can almost see their knuckles going white as they grip these daggers as tight as they can. The hobgoblins are completely different. They are stoic. They are almost trained. Two that are flanking the one in the middle don't say anything. However, the central, central one does take a couple steps forward arms folded jaw slightly askew looks like he's taken a couple of punches and it's not quite healed right kind of puts his hands on his hips looks at you guys and uh, says so you wanted to see us if you have to ask that question are you really the man to answer the call of Arkham von Leibniz who the fuck is Arkham von Leibniz Again, if you have to ask that question, are you really the brave soldiers that Arkham has called for? Or are you nothing more than green boogers that have fallen from the nose of some witch wench? Don't you fucking sass me! Do you want the job done or not? Because we'll fucking go! I want the job done by champions, not boys. Stick your attitude behind you and listen to your master if you wish to have your payment. I have here one of my promised virgins as an act of goodwill. I call him Akthos. <laughs> oh, jeez. Right. Akthos, to your new masters, take the blade. I got one, it's good. Um, yeah, sure. So, um, here to help, guys. I backhand the... him again. Enough chatter! He doesn't let... He doesn't let you approach... Stay right where you are, virgin. You seem to not realise what position you guys are in, so let me make this perfectly clear. You guys put half the gold in a bag and kick it over to me right now, or we'll walk away and or slaughter you. We offered 500 gold pieces, guys. (laughs) Um, I got all day. Um, my 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 leash. You I... kick me over. So, uh, he turns to the uh, one on his right. Five hundred, two fifty. Yeah, two fifty right now. Or I just kill you and take all of it. I turn to Finn and say, "Shove the poison bottle <laughs> in a bag <laughs> now." I am. I take the amazing wine bottle, which I'd, had, I'd decorated with a new label, so it looks really prestigious and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I just hand it to my master, saying, here you are, master. Here is the gift. I present the bottle, and I say, we have here one of the finest bottles of wine in all of Elvendom. It is worth more than the 500 we promised you. 
You may have this as the upfront and the additional 500 when the mission is complete. Hmm. Hmm. Roll. Roll a persuasion for me. Uh, six plus. Five, eleven. <laughs> he spits on the ground. He's like, I don't want that fucking elf shit. Gold. You said on your bit of paper, gold. It's probably too potent for them anyway, boss. Um, you keep it for yourself. Yeah, that is correct. This is a much too fine for the likes of a shit-eating too, goblin too I, um too potent as well i've seen i've seen even hobgoblins die from from drinking this tea. The up, too strong. <laughs> <laughs> my servant here is correct even the the strongest goblins can't handle this it's probably better in my hands than yours i uncork the top doff it and take a sip Uh, back on. Roll a constitution saving throw for me. Don't you fucking poison me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, saving throw is a little separate little section. Ten. Ten. It don't taste nice at all. <laughs> mm. But in terms of gut-wrenching pain or instant uh, like arsenic death, you think you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> this uh hobgoblin in the middle uh, looks and looks down the ground looks up at you shit-eating I've seen shit-eating. it shit-eating I'll fucking make you eat shit boy and they all draw their weapons everybody roll initiative <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh fuck there we go 19. Okay, Scamos with the 19. Oran Hammerhand, what is your initiative roll? Two. Two? Yeah, I don't need this one, do That's you? just grand. <laughs> Finn, Ironleaf, what do you So, have? is it a d20? It is the d20, and then your initiative is up by your armour and health. In the middle of oh, your... Oh, yeah, plus, plus zero. So, I did actually pull a 20. But then I've got plus zero, right? So uh, a natural 20, excellent. Yep. And Uraprax, what is your initiative? Am I being really dense? I can't. What, you on your character sheet, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, up by the uh, armor class and your speed, in like up in the middle. So Center. my initiative box is 14. Oh, okay, so it'd just be a uh, plus two. Okay, so seven. Seven, all right. Yes. Alrighty. So, we are diving into battle. The uh, negotiations were short, as they say. All that planning. <laughs> All that planning, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you guys have just a simple tradeway here. You've got, uh, let's say, you guys on this side and the uh, goblins on the other side here. Got some shrubberies and bushes and whatnot, and nice chunky rock over there. Let's just put you guys there and the goblins over there. All right, straight off is Finn Ironleaf. Hmm, so who's the closest to the big guy? Uh, the big guy in the centre is the uh, 
they're almost in like a V shape, like uh, flying home for the winter. They are. You've got the big chunky guy in the middle, and then the two equally big chunky guys flanking him, like his left and right hand man. Uh, can, are we allowed to talk just now? Because remember, we've got the two goblins will potentially go and get the two smaller ones will potentially go and get help, right? They might call in reinforcements if we don't deal with them quickly. So, is Uraprax closest to the goblins here? Yeah, so uh, Uraprax is about 15 foot away from the uh, central goblin. Uh, central hog goblin, for lack of a better word. Uh, you were going to go hide in the bushes, or are you still in the bushes? No, I'm, I'm sort of like with the with the other two Yes, because you've got the wine. Uh, wine. Yeah, so I just want to sort of like... Yeah, so it's kind of like West Side Story at the moment. You guys are just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> both in a line looking at each other. So I want to run over to Uraprax and do a spell, which is Mage Armor on him to protect him a little bit. All right. Excellente. Thanks, bro. <laughs> so this... Uh, this magical uh, coat that Chen's lent you with every colour you could ever possibly imagine just seems to glow even brighter now as ethereal like breastplates and pauldrons that seem to be just made of pure light just seem to start to on top of you. Excellent use of a spell there, Finn. I believe... Duraprax. What is your dexterity? Uh, plus two. Plus two. So if it isn't already, your armor has now gone up to 15. Okay. Thanks, Matt. Right, thanks for that magical armor. Am okay. I able to run back at all? Uh, yep, uh, going up to Finn is literally like five, five foot of your movement. You've still got a good... I believe you have 30 foot, so you've still got 25 foot. Okay, so I maybe jump back maybe another sort of 20, 20 feet or so. Alright. So you kind of give a, give Uraprax a little reassuring tap on the back as a magical armour seems to erupt and uh, appear on him, and then you scuttle back a little bit. Excellent. Next up we've got Scamos Nowhere. Ah, uh, back in back in the regular guys. So... Gone is the is the meek and mild attitude of um, of, of Akthos. Nowhere now we're now we're into combat. I guess I will say something far less accommodating, like eat shit, fuck boys, and then um, let's go for what type of range did you say we were at? Uh, if you guys are all kind of side by side, squaring off West Side Story style, you pretty much fifteen foot away from these guys. So that's still probably ranged as opposed to walking up and diving in first. Uh, you, I believe, can move 30 foot per go. Ah, uh, okay. So Possibly it's... 35, depending on if you're a tiefling. I believe it's 30. So you could go all the way up to them and then run back if you really wanted to. Or you could you know, circle around and flank it. Completely up to you, man. Great. So I think as we, as we begin, we can probably... Maybe we want to disrupt the the side by the the straight on thing because my advantage comes from getting people in the back later on. So um, just thinking about order of attacks here. So I could potentially 
you know what? Let's let's try something here. I have the I have the licked dagger. Mm-hmm. Let me um let me do my best to do my greatest like combat throw of that dagger and throw it in someone's face before I then dart for the bushes. Yep. <laughs> so let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's do the throw first. So I've already daggers. shouted my daggers can be thrown. That is an excellent yeah. idea. So I'm going to uh... throw my acid seeped dagger at um I don't know um let's go for the, let's go for the big boy. Let's cut the head off the snake like we planned. Big boy in the middle. All right, roll an attack for your dagger as you just huck it ninja style. My D twenty, yeah. Yep, D twenty plus uh, the little. There's a little plus for your attack roll next to your dagger. Oh, I, I haven't written that down next. It's a it's a new dagger, isn't it? So. <laughs> uh, do you have any daggers on you? No, I didn't. I had a rapier, okay. a short bow, and a short bow previously. Uh, you are proficient in daggers as a, a rogue, so it would be the exact same roll as your rapier, but instead of the D eight damage, it's a one D four damage. Oh, wonderful. Um, so, right, I've just rolled a 15, so attack bonus plus 4, so 19. 19, that hits! Roll your damage, 1d4. Uh, is d4 you... the little squarey one? Uh, the little pyramidy one. Oh, pyramid. Ah, I see it, I see it. Oh, very nice, a 4, please, and then plus 1, did you say? So, so that's 5, and then plus 2 the acid damage? Yes, it is. So what was that total, buddy? So so five, and then plus two for acid, so we're seven. Nice. Nice solid hit. All right. Next up. So and then I was going to, having thrown that, um, oh, yeah, try and yeah. disrupt the lines a little bit, especially because I, I can do a cunning action as well, right? So I am dashing to hide in the trees at the side. Yes, bonus action dash. You can go double your speed, so you could technically go like sixty foot. You could, <laughs> you could run. You could just run circles if you. Really so I've I basically just wazzed a dagger in front of their, in front, yeah. into their, into their leader's head, and then just darted into tree cover <laughs> and attempt to hide in there. All right. Me and scam, me and scammers are just leaving it to to, to the other two guys. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just starting out of the way. All right. I feel brave in the company of Orin. Don't worry, guys. I'm not. You, you should know. I'm not going to be far. I'm just looking for someone to show me their back. Yeah. Okay. The goblin, one of the little goblins, will attempt to fire his little kind of diddy little crossbow. Oh, sorry, short bow. At let's go Uraprax because he's front and center. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I'm feeling lucky. Twenty-two to hit. That definitely hits your armor, right? Yeah, I think so. So even though this glowing magical armor is protecting you, an arrow still seeps and finds its way through, doing five points of damage to you, Uraprax. Starts a scarf on my plan. I think we're going to have some casualties here tonight, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Death or glory. Possibly both. All right. He is still, though, kind of almost hunkering and hiding behind the big chunky hobgoblins. The second goblin, he too will loose an arrow from his little short bow. It's going to go to. Let's go to Scamos. Even though Scamos has run off in the bushes, this little goblin will uh, kind of almost slightly break ranks, leaning forward, pulls back his bow, and just lets an arrow go flying towards you, Scamos. Does a 15 hit you? Um. Your armor class? August 13. So yes. 15, I've hit you, yep. 
this arrow finds its target and just sinks into your shoulder, just between where your chest plate meets your uh, your shoulder, and you take an additional five points of damage as well. Just hearing it, mother, and from the from the trees, <laughs> just as I disappeared from sight. Save the little ones. This goblin <laughs> too is not breaking ranks. Next up is the big cob goblin in the center. I feel good about this. He takes no. the hit. He takes a hit like a champ and almost buckles to his knee, but doesn't go down. Kind of just... Oh, fucking... God. Yeah, it was an arrow. It was a boat, wasn't it? Was it a, it was a dagger. dagger. It was a dagger. Pulls the dagger out, hucks it on the ground, and turns back to the goblins and uh, says something. Now, does anybody speak goblin here? I have comprehend language. Uh, that is a spell that you can use on your go, but not it's currently not your go. Oh, that's useless. Is anyone just proficient in the language? Is that a choice between using that or attacking? Or yes, so on, your, on your go, uh, you can attack or use spells. If we're out of combat, you can use your spells any way we want, like comprehending languages, understanding the ancient tomes that you find in dungeons, but at the moment, it is currently not your go. No goblin here. No goblin here. All right. No. Is it similar to gnomish? Perhaps I can detect the old word. <laughs> a few words. <laughs> In the chaos of this battle, no. Maybe okay. if you were trying to trying to order something at a shop, I'd let you do that <laughs> at the moment, no. <laughs> After saying something to one of the smaller goblins in a goblinese or goblin language. He will also pull out a nice chunky longbow, and he's going to go for Auroprax as well, seeing as he's front and centre and called him a little shit-eater. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me, it was Arkham. However, the magical armour does hold true because he only rolled a 12. This magical armour that Finn has imbued on you reflects and this arrow just goes off into the fields. Thank you, Finn. I helped. <laughs> <laughs> the second hobgoblin will break ranks and run towards you and engage with you, Uraprax. Just charges straight up right into your grill, swinging his longsword. Damn, he only rolled a five? <laughs> Jeez, this is... Every time we get into combat, I rolled terribly. <laughs> So he has taken himself, points from us. I did, yeah. I have, I have taken a couple of hits from you guys, that's fair. <laughs> right. Yeah, he uh, charges up to you and just a nice big uppercutting swing with this longsword, but you feel a bit cocky in this army, you just hold your ground and it just skims off of this glowing, radiant, translucent armour. The third hog goblin now. He too breaks ranks and comes charging towards. God, the only person who's really actually done over damage is Scamos. He's going to go charging up to Scamos. So he's broken ranks and followed me into the trees, right? Did I successfully hide? Do I need to roll for that, or were we just oh, you wanted, in the oh, trees? wanted to hide in the trees? Yeah, that was my right, right, right. action when I dashed off. I I did not hear that. So sorry. Uh, that was fine. Uh, just to quickly wreck on that then, if you roll a stealth for me. Uh, on the 20, yeah? Mm-hmm. Alright, that is a 13 plus, what do I... 
Oh, uh, I get plus six. <laughs> All those things. <laughs> yeah. Now, you are, for lack of a better word, hidden. So, you took that little five points of damage because the uh, little goblin got you as you were running in. Yeah, I get like that was a disappearing into there. Hiding in the shrubberies. So this hobgoblin <laughs> will run up to Uruprax instead. No matter what combat I'm in, no matter what campaign I'm playing, I'm always the target. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You, you, my you, go. Uh, no, I've got a, this third go- hobgoblin's doing some damage. Oh, that's definitely going to be better. 18 plus 3. 21 to hit that time. Yep. Yeah. This uh, He manages to get round and close ranks and get behind you and just swings and really kind of just almost like he's chopping wood, just comes straight down onto the side of you. The armor, although ethereal and magical, buckles and gives way, and you take another five points of damage. Yay. Okay. I say, Chen! <laughs> For you, Chen, the love! <laughs> uh, Uruprax, it is now your go. You have a goblin... A hobgoblin right in front of you, and a second hobgoblin has come and is behind you and has just got you right in the back with its chunky longsword. What are the chances that I can pour the poison into my mouth and then spin around and spit and hit two targets at once? <laughs> Acrobatic, surely. Yeah, I mean, I, you could... That's I, I, breaking your stupid I-can't-spit-acid rule. <laughs> <laughs> Go for their eyes. Yes, I want to blind them. Okay, yeah. Uh, in, uh, that would be your action. Instead of attacking, you would chug the rest of the... The dice yeah. disappears. <laughs> we just thought you were saying something's really small. <laughs> instead of attacking yeah i'd let you uh chug your potion and spit this this wine into into these uh hobgoblins faces okay. probably roaring with rage as well i bet their mouths are open yeah, yeah. what what am i rolling uh seeing as you're doing like a pirouette roll uh acrobatics for me doing a spitting pirouette uh, 14 14. All right, yeah. Okay, I'll allow that. So both of these hobgoblins get a face full of wine spittle. <laughs> double check their stats. Poisoned wine spittle. Well, let's find out. They uh, they look like they don't like the taste almost exactly the same as you. But apart from that, in the brief seconds of spinning and spitting... You're not sure what's happened. That's <laughs> <laughs> like the sex all over again. Three for three. Oh my god. I'll oh, never tell. <laughs> all around hammer hand. Okay. We're, we're, we're trusting you, Oran, to do some real damage here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't decide whether to go for the little guys to make sure that they don't call in reinforcements or just try and take down like should we just I mean I could probably survive two more hits tops so I should go for the big guy then okay um I'm gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna charge the big guy uh yeah. with my warhammer 
Uh, the, the big guy who was doing the talking, or one of the two that has oh, yes. fighting Uraprax? The, the big guy that was doing... Oh, there's a different guy fighting Uraprax. There are, there's three big chunky hobgoblins. The one yeah, who's the talking is still with the two goblins. And then the two that were on his left and right have like broken ranks and are now both fighting Uraprax. Okay, I better go help Uraprax. Um, so I'm gonna go and smash the one clo- the one that I can get to first, the closest one to me. Yeah. Uh, he's currently fighting and engaged with Uraprax, so whatever you roll, it's gonna have advantage on your attack. Cool. Um... <laughs> Okay, that wasn't great. Uh, that was a two roll plus five, which is only seven. Uh, that doesn't hit, but you do have advantage, so roll again in oh, case right. it's a higher option. Ah, uh, okay, cool. One. <laughs> Four plus five. <laughs> nine. <laughs> okay, this isn't great. Jesus, or <laughs> So you run up and oh, you on, go hold on, and... Hold on, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's right. I might have a thing. Hold on. Yes, can I do, do my action surge? Yes, you can! Action yes. surge. Okay. You run up to help Oran and you get a little bit of this spittle in your eye and you're just like, fuck this, and you take another big chunky swing. Okay. So yeah, you have burned your action surge, so you get to attack again. Uh, again, still with advantage. Oh, that look. That look on his face looks like he's done better that time. No, no, that was me just kind of taking a breath before I did it. Okay, so that okay. was... That was a 10, but I can take another roll and take my advantage. Hold on. Take a higher option. Yep. Come on, they're getting higher each time. Come on, Daddy, yeah. We're nearly there. No, that was 10. <laughs> ten's my highest, so 15 is my highest attack. Unfortunately, it's still not enough to hit, buddy. Oh. Disastrous. Am I not in a position to use Bardic Inspiration? <laughs> Bardic Inspiration. Oh. Good question. I believe that might be something you have to do in your go. I don't know if that's a reaction. Hold well, on. I'm probably not going to get another one, so. How <laughs> <laughs> you start playing the old sympathy thing? <laughs> uh, you have to use your bonus action, so it's on your go. So okay. on your go, you can move, you can attack, and then you can do your bonus action at Bardic Inspiration. Gotcha. All right. Oran Hammerhand, is there anything else you'd like to do on your go? Um, oh, I'm a bit of a tank with health-wise, so can I get between uh, at least one of the Hobgoblins and uh, Uraprax so that I can maybe take some of the damage that's... Yeah, yeah, you, uh, you, you, uh, you four are currently in a bit of a kind of tussle at the moment, so yeah, you managed to kind of manoeuvre your way in, so... You're kind of drawing a bit more focus on the other guys. Yeah, but that's um, I think that's really it. That's no, cool. it was a good go, man. It's just the dice weren't in your favour, which is a shame. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that, I'm trying to be sincere. That was a good go. Like using your bonus actions to action surge and stuff is good. Finn, it is your go. Okay. Um, so I've got two spells left. I don't know whether I want to save those for the bigger guy i reckon i'm gonna pull out the uh, the old crossbow mm-hmm. with the acid arrows and maybe uh, aim at one of the uh, smaller goblins that are sort of near auron or Uraprax. 
so we've got two big chunky hobgoblins. Oh, uh, hobgoblins, yeah. Yeah, going for one of them? Or the yeah, go for one of those, whichever one's closest. Alright. Roll for the attack, buddy. So I believe it's a d6. Uh, roll the d20 first to see if it hits. And oh, then d20. We'll do the d20. 16. Anything plus into that? So, what, what, what am I plus in? So, almost as if you were using your uh, your actual dagger. So, you've got... Oh, little, yeah. Your plus, dagger. T- plus two, so 18 in total. That hits. Are you 1d6? So, your 1d6 yeah. <laughs> so damage, plus whatever you would have plus to your dagger, and then plus the additional two. So, two, then I believe it's a plus two attack bonus, then a plus two acid bonus. Is that right? So, so six, six total. total. Excellent. <laughs> this acid-soaked arrow just goes right into the back, like the lower back spine of this hobgoblin, and it kind of recoils back and lets out a growl of uh, pain as this horrible dagger goes right... Not dagger, sorry. Uh, crossbow bolt goes right into the small of his back. Anything else you want to do, Finn? So I don't have any more sort of attack actions, do I? No, you are kind of on the uh, the uh, edge of the trade where you're not you're not engaged in any combat. You're kind of slightly a little bit away from it. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else I can really do. Really, I, you know, I'm in a good position to do sort of range damage. Mm-hmm. Um, I cheer everyone on from the sidelines. Go guys! <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are back. I'm dribbling to... poison, going thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> We're back up to Scamos. Your sound's gone. I cannot hear. I've muted myself because <laughs> my dogs are barking. <laughs> I mean, the hounds of the forest were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I, from my hiding place, um, first I'm going to move through the bushes to try and get a good shot at the at the back of. Um, of our enemies here so i'm moving i'm flanking away looking to get the space between us staying in the tree line in the bushes so i can get a back shot at uh, our enemies there so that'll be my movement all right as you move can you roll another stealth for me sure 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 as you kind of push your way through the uh, the bushes and leaves So that is a 14 plus... Just check my st- my stealth, right? Not my, like, anything else. Yeah, and I get a little plus, plus six on stealth. Oh, unnatural 20. Excellent. Yes, you, are full of, as far as you know, you are completely hidden out of sight. Like a shadow. Yeah, like a shadow, like smoke. Like so, smoke. Yeah, so now I'm in the shadows. I am going to, from the bushes, I'm going to take aim with my short bow, at the at the big boy still, mm-hmm. um, knowing that um, criminals and by extension goblins and hobgoblins are by their very nature cowardly and superstitious, I will whisper to myself, "I am the knight." As I <laughs> as I shoot, as I shoot one of my arrows towards his back. All right, you are technically hidden, so this will be with advantage as a sneak attack. Yeah, sneak attack with Seventeen plus four. Oh yeah, that definitely hits. And then one d six plus two for the damage as mm-hmm. standard. Did we did we acid everything we had or just the new weapons? 
as far as I'm aware, everybody gathered round and all these swords and stuff were asset-fied. Right, so I get one... It's funny how you forget what a d6 looks like. Here we go. <laughs> so I rolled a four, so plus two would be six, plus another two, so it's eight damage. Eight damage. And you've got sneak attack, which I believe may be two, an additional two six-sided dice. And maybe one. Um, it doesn't say. I just said sneak attack with advantage. I'd have to defer to you on what the rule is on that. Okay, so as you are sneak attacking, you have an additional amount of damage you can do. I believe it is an additional six-sided dice, possibly two. I'll just flip through the book. This is real Dungeons and Dragons right here. <laughs> Check in the book. Uh huh. Uh, an additional one six-sided dice for sneak attack damage. I will take it. Thank you very much. So your current total was six, was it, with your roll and the acid and your natural plus? It was eight. Um, it was eight. eight. Sorry. Yep. And then roll yeah. the sneak attack. Four. An additional four, making twelve total. Yeah. Yep. That came sharp. I really am the knight. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this hobgoblin turned to the others and said something in Goblin which you didn't understand. Turns back to you, his crooked jaw, smiles, a little bit of spittle kind of going down his down his throat. Looks like he's about to say something and then just just an arrow just comes out of nowhere just right into the side of his temple and he goes down like a sack of potatoes. Oh, nice. It's like a shit, like all the shit he's been eating. <laughs> 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 Okay, and then Stumps. I think I also have a, um, I have a, is it a sneaky action as well? Um, uh, you still have your movement, and you have a cunning action, which could be to hide again, sneak about a bit more, move more movement. So what I'm going to do is, having taken out the big boy um, that was in charge of it, I will deal with them later on my next turn, so I can attack again if they don't heed what I'm going to say next. But for now, I'll use my sneak action. My crafty action just to disappear back into the shadows. Yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> Alright. Excellent go. The uh, two little goblins that were behind this uh, big hobgoblin turn around and run. Peaks. It's a good job John did all that prepping then, pussy. Yeah. <laughs> when we bring back their boss's head and we leave that outside the pub... I don't think they'll be feeling so confident, boys. Don't worry. <laughs> they're, they're going for it. Before you know it, their little legs are taking them as fast as they can. can. They're like 10, 15, 30. They're like 40, 60 foot running back up the, up the uh, path. In, in the opposite direction to the town? No, back into town. Back into town, right. Okay. <sighs> okay. The nice. two hobgoblins that are still there... One of them is going to take a swing at Uraprax. Let's just use the uh, use the dice mechanic. Twelve misses. This magical armor is doing you a ton of favors. Thanks, Vin. This hobgoblin, with every swing, you can see is getting more and more frustrated. But there's something about this armor and your nimbleness that it just cannot get a hit on you. The second one uh, will now lock with eyes with. Uran Hammerhand is going to take a swing at him instead. Oh, unnatural 20. That definitely hits, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. armor class is 18. Yes. 
unnatural 20 I've got you. Uh, you're going to take uh, five points of damage as this hobgoblin turns to you and starts chopping wood. He is just swinging like a madman. <laughs> they are still going to say locked in battle with you. They're not going to try and run away or anything. But Uraprax, you're now up. I... I think I'm just going to try and... I would like to sweep the leg of the hobgoblin in front of me and then try and prod his face with the rapier. Alright. If you're going to try and sweep the leg, I would say that was just a straight-up strength contest. Much like the arm wrestle, you're going to roll and I'm going to roll to see who's stronger. Okay. (laughs) What'd you get, buddy? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, that little whack you did... (laughs) That little chortle to yourself. I couldn't. I couldn't read that. If that was good or bad, let me roll. Hold on. <laughs> oh, not bad. Plus, what have I got for a hobgoblin? Plus one. I rolled eighteen. Yeah, you just take it. Why would you roll, buddy? Tell me. <laughs> well, it's fine. We, we don't need to compare dicks. No, <laughs> <laughs> I got a three on the dice roll, so five in total. Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> you go to swing the leg, but he just literally almost. Sh- anticipates it and shin kicks you doesn't do any damage that magical uh, glowing translucent armor is holding its own but you swing the leg it doesn't work and you're like fucking mm, and you go for the rapier instead roll an attack buddy what's the point <laughs> <laughs> okay i got uh 18 oh yeah that definitely hits and then 1d8 damage plus two plus two so nine Oh, excellent. Uh, to that goblin there. That took him down. He's not down down, but... Sweeping the leg didn't do it, but the rapier to the chest made him go down to one knee. Nice. Excellent job, guys. Oran Hammerhand. So, we still have two hobgoblins on us, right? Um, yes. Uraprax? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so... I'll go for the one that is not on his knee right now. The one that didn't take the damage. Absolutely. Uh, swing my uh, my warhammer again. Uh, that would just be a normal, not with advantage, because he's decided to focus on you now instead. Oh my god! I rolled a <laughs> I rolled a one. Oh. Oh, no, my fighting style, great weapon fighting, is only if I roll a 1 on a d8. Yeah, it's only a 1 on your damage, not a 1 on your initial attack. 6. 6? Ah, Ah, dude, it's not enough, man, I'm afraid. All these tales we spun of how wonderful we are as fighters. (laughs) We've over-exaggerated our skills here. I mean, (laughs) I think that forest, all those 20s we got in the forest was just pure pure fluke. Yeah, I don't want to say karma, because I don't think it is karma, (laughs) but it's karma adjacent. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, unfortunately uh, Oran Hammerhand you've expended your bonus action to action surge Uh, do you want to move or stay locked in combat with this guy I'm going to stay I'm going to stick around alright Finn it is your go buddy so I had some uh, look with the uh, crossbow and I believe I had six arrows uh, so I'm down to five I think I'm just going to do the exact same thing. I'm going to reload the crossbow. And I'm going to take aim at the hobgoblin near Oram. 
All right, go for it, buddy. And I'm going to unleash, so... So you're rolling um, 20 to see if it hits? Yeah. Some damage. <laughs> Four. Plus... <laughs> plus... Do I plus anything? It's not yeah. going to hit either way, is it? <laughs> no, uh, plus, plus what you would normally do for your dagger plus, on your plus, stack. Plus two, so six total. Nah, I'm sorry, yeah. that's not enough. Oh. Rubbish. Anything uh, else? I, no, I think I'm going to stand my ground, stay here in a good position. This arrow, you knock it, you line up the crossbow, you pull the trigger and it goes... It flies true, but as soon as it collides, maybe it was just sitting in the corner for too long, you're not sure, but as soon as it collides with the hobgoblin and his, uh, his armour, it just splits in two and just clatters down to the ground. Alrighty, Scamos, nowhere, you are up, you're hiding in the bushes. Right, yeah, so obviously I moved to the back of the, make sure I've got my positioning right, I shot the big the big boy, the talker, in the back, he is um, dead. Yeah, he is dead. <laughs> he is dead, the goblins have scarpered, I think to myself for a second, do I try and run those goblins down, but then I thought, you know what, if those guys cared so much about goblins running away, some would have come to help retreating one, so fuck them. So the goblins can continue to run away, I'll deal with that later on, let's see if I can help these guys, so... Right now, I guess I'm positioned behind where everyone else is fighting. I'm behind uh, the line yeah. of that. So, if you remember, like, your original uh, West Side Story, Shark v. Jets kind of standoff, mm -hmm. you are technically now on the other side <laughs> of the uh, the street. So, I'm going to be behind those guys then. So, I'm not sure if I need to move to be close enough, but, other, but if I don't need to, I will just fire from where I am. I'm going to fire in not the guy that's on his knee... I'll move if I need to, but if I can fire from where I am, then I will. Uh, you've got a short bow, yes? Yes. Uh, yeah, your short bow can successfully shoot up to 80 feet without it starting to, like... Without penalty. Dip. So yeah, without yeah, penalty. So... And you're only about 30, 15 foot away from, uh, obviously, the original kind of Mexican standoff. So, yeah, that you've got enough distance on that. Take your shot, buddy. Are we going for the one that's currently buckled on its knee with uh, Uruprax or the one with Oran? Um, let's go... Uruprax has taken more damage, so let's see if I can get him out of this combat before he takes any other other hits, if I can. If I can. Alright, go for it, buddy. Right, so... Roll a 20. That's 15 plus... Short bow, which is plus a 4. 15, so 19. Yep. Oh yeah, that definitely connects. Roll that damage, buddy. And so one d six plus two. So that's a that's a five. Not doing bad today. I'm making up for for um for John's and the like, additional two. So five. So I rolled a five. So that's seven. So it's nine. Nine. Oh, excellent. Oh, hang on. Was that a sneak attack still, or do they know I'm here again now? Uh, uh, no. With the uh, with taking out the first hobgoblin, you did uh, alert them to your presence. Okay. So. I'll still however, take that. I'll take nine. However, it's not necessary, buddy, because as Uruprax is just absolutely going to town with his rapier and this hobgoblin is getting buckled, it falls to one knee. It kind of almost stands up and lets out a roar, but then an arrowhead just <coughs> comes out of the front of its <laughs> mouth and then just topples and almost hits into you, Uruprax, and just slumps down to the floor. I rub down my front of his blood and go, oh no, Chen's clothes. Oh no, Chen's, Chen's magical coat of many <laughs> colours. <laughs> so, 
with that done, I think with my final action, if I've counted correctly, the two goblins have run off. We've got rid of two hobgoblins. We have one buckled one. I would like to use my thaumaturgy to be extra spookums and shout at him that he should surrender or die. All right. Uh, yeah, so uh, using your thaumaturgy to create like a booming voice and presence. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, roll and for and... Birds, birds around the forest to fly <laughs> into the air as the sunlight finally fades away. All right. Uh, yeah, roll a. That would definitely be an intimidation. Roll an intimidation for me. Fuck me, dead. 19. Yeah. <laughs> so, and. Sorry, that is unboosted. I get plus 5 on intimidation. Oh! The spooky boy. Spooky boy. <laughs> uh, this hobgoblin. He is absolutely battered. But he is. He's trained at birth, militarian. Let me just roll a... Nah. He hears his booming voice come from somewhere. And a kind of a weird, twisted smile grows on his face as he turns back to Uran, who he's fighting with. And he goes, I'll choose death. And he's going for you. Fair enough, we gave him the choice. Technically, we're still the good guys here. Kill him. (laughs) (laughs) It is his go. So he will continue to swing and fight at Uran Hammerhand. Oh, God, now I'm not rolling very well. Ten. That's not going to hit you, is it? No, eighteen. No. Cocky little smile, he says, I choose death. Takes a swing, <laughs> but you just can... Bloody lightsaber clash with the uh, the hilt of your giant warhammer. Damn, and no damage. Baby. Ura Prax, it is your go, buddy. I... I just try and just jab him in the back of the head with the rapier. Absolutely. He's currently fighting Uran Hammerhand, so that is an advantage as you're flanking. Glass him with the wine, with the empty wine bottle. Yeah. <laughs> right in the face. So my first roll wasn't very good. So, uh... Yeah, it's alright, you got advantage, you go there. Do that again. Uh, I forget, on my mind's blanking, what am I adding? What am I, oh, for, uh, 17. 17. Oh, just misses, buddy. I mean, I can't tell you the actual number, but you're one off. <laughs> Sixteen, damn. Sixteen, yeah. Fuck. Anything else you'd like to go and do and you'll go? Uh, I call to the others. Is it worth keeping this one alive for information? Although I don't know if he'll talk. Is it worth trying? Hmm. I think he'd rather choose death. I think we'd just waste our time here. Yeah. All around Hammerhand, it is your go. I've got to get one hit. Yes, <laughs> come on. Now's your time. Again, you and uh, Uraplank, uh, you and Uraprax are flanking, so you have advantage as well. Okay. Warhammer. Different. To the skull. Come on. Better. Twenty-two. Excellent. Was that the first roll? Oh yeah. Do you want me to do it again? Uh, roll the second one, just because in case you uh, get a critical hit, you get a twenty. No. No. no? <laughs> <laughs> the first one definitely collides. Roll that damage. Um, so that's a D8. 7 plus 3, 10. Oh, and the poison? Uh, it's a warhammer, so it's not like piercing, but that would be 2, I guess, if we're doing that. So. I know, yeah, I, I allowed it. Everyone get, got a plus 2. So 12. Uh, 12. Yeah, 12. 
there is a almighty crunch as I think like both of the shoulder, like the clavicles absolutely crunch and snap as you come bring this hammer down right on the noggin. Beautiful. And there's a there's a horrible splutter as it kind of falls to its knees and then just collapses dead. Do we celebrate that abysmal performance? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he died, but it's it's literally he just said as much as what he wanted. That's <laughs> that's the twisted logic I'm getting getting from this. I'll I'll show you're welcome. glad to be of service okay what once was metal clashing and roars of goblins and yourself now goes silent as just a normal as if nothing had happened just everything goes silent again wonderful nice job well done guys well hold on I'm not so sure that those goblins are that's the last we've heard of them so they're trouble. heading they're heading back into town. Now those guys are gonna fortify it. Let's try and run them down because yeah. I'm guessing like this has happened in the space of a couple of minutes. So if they're uh, this like whole combat was like as soon as it sounds, it was like eighteen, like twenty seconds long. So those guys are only just only just ahead. We we bolt after these goblins towards town. Do you reckon you can spare me a couple of seconds to chop the leader's head off? Because I'm throwing that at someone. Yeah. <laughs> you can catch up. Yeah, I'll catch up because I can. I have I'll double the movement speed of most of these guys, right? Uh, you guys will. Um... Uh, yeah. So you guys will be instead of. Well, because we're not in combat, so yep. you guys will just be like running as fast as you can. Yeah, I'm going to pause just sweet, just quickly then, see if I can take the head off the leader. I'm going to show this to some guys, see if I can break their morale later on, but if it's accepted, uh, if you'd accept the logic that I might run slightly faster than some of you, I will keep up, because I'm more lightly armoured and so on. I'll catch up with you. Well, has, has anyone got any good investigation? abilities because I'm thinking if this is the leader he might have uh, items on him or I've got fairly high intelligence I can try and loot him see what we've got yeah I think that's worth it alrighty yeah we could we can we can do that while Scamos is investigating the the other three unless uh, Odoprax has something else he wants to do we could be chasing the goblins because I really think they're going to be a problem I want to run after the goblin shouting Chen Maybe maybe me and Scamos do a bit of investigation here. You two sort of head back. Is is that yeah. possible? Should we do oh, that? We'll, we'll check and then we'll do our best to catch up. Hopefully, if we move faster, we should be you know a couple of seconds, minutes behind you by the time we catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still have yeah. a dagger to throw, and I think Oren, you still have. Have you still got axes that you could throw? Yeah, Oren. I've got hand, I've got two hand axes. Okay, we we give chase to the goblins. Alrighty. Uh, so you guys give chase uh, super quick then uh, roll investigation the uh, Oran and Finn if you're checking the bodies oh Scam- uh, Scamos and Finn yeah I'm checking with him oh sorry Scamos and Finn yeah Scamos and Finn do a little uh, ruffle through the goblins pockets and stuff okay, I rolled an 8 and then I get do you want me to roll investigation is that mm-hmm uh, so I rolled an 8, I got a, and I have a plus 5 to that. Okay. Uh, the two that were flanking 
don't seem to have anything on them. However, the one that uh, was in the center and did all the talking, uh, he has 16 silver pieces on him. He has 20 copper pieces. And he has eight gold pieces. Nice. Right, we'll pocket that to divvy up fairly later. Uh, yeah. So you, guys, you guys agree amongst yourselves who yeah. like take, the juror of the group and keep track of like stuff like that. Take a note of that and scan us if, if you want to stick that in your big pockets. Yeah, I'll, I'll pocket this. Um, just run those numbers again for me, dude. Absolutely, buddy. Uh, 16 silver pieces. 16 silver. 20 copper pieces. 20 copper, do you say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then eight gold pieces. Eight. G. Got him. So, right, loot accounted for. Mm-hmm. Um, is, it, is it worth me looting, or is that is that corpse well and truly looted now? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, that that is... That's you reckon fine. that is well and truly yeah. All the points okay. stuff have been turned. <laughs> ben could do a cavity search. <laughs> I'll, leave, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. Does it... Does he have any distinguishing features? I was going to relieve him of his head, but if his hand or his um, or anything on him, like decorations-wise, is more distinctive, I'll just swipe that. Uh, yeah, I mean there are three of them about. So roll a uh, roll a perception or investigation to see if you can kind of see what made him the talker, the leader. See if he's got anything better or bigger on him. Oh well, roll a twenty. So. Plus the whatever I said it was five, so twenty-five. Natural twenty, excellent. Your uh, your heart sinks a little bit because this one that did the talking is exactly the same as the other two. And that's not just my prejudice any... showing. No, no, you're not. You're not being goblinist. <laughs> he doesn't have like better armor or extra markings of war paint. And with that natural twenty. And that slightly kind of sinking feeling in your stomach, you get the feeling that maybe they drew straws and he did the talking. Rats. Okay. Well, in that case, let's um, let's get after the others then. Oh, guys, the implication here is though that we haven't taken off the head of this uh, organization. No. Well, yeah, I think that's what we sort of. Uh... Let's hop over. Who was doing the running? Was it Uraprax and Oran? And yeah, yeah. Running. Uh, yeah. Athletics yeah. rolls for me to see how how well you don't catch a snitch, basically. Ha. Uh, Seventeen. Excellent. Thirteen. Thirteen. Very, very good. Uh, yeah, you guys, you keep a you keep a steady pace. You're you're pushing yourself to get there as quick as you can. But no one, no one gets a cramp or no one gets a stitch. Uh, doesn't look like the goblins are ahead of you. Oh no! I mean, if it is, for lack of a better word, a dead straight line with a couple of twists and turns. But I mean, they were there a couple of seconds ago. They couldn't have gone that far. But you can't seem to see them on like further up the path or on the horizon line. Or you can't. You can kind of almost see the outskirts of town from here. Do we keep going? Um, up to you guys. Who's got... I sort of think that because the road had like bushes around it and stuff like that, so maybe they're hiding like um, Scamos managed. Are you? Do you have a, a decent perception? Could you 
No. <laughs> it's not I've got a plus one. That's all perception. Yeah, mine is too. I'll just take a, a stab at it, and um, I, I scan the horizon, scan the bushes, try and uh, see seeing, if I can see where they're going. Seeing as you both have a plus one, both of you roll. Okay. Usually, I wouldn't let everybody keep rolling until someone succeeds, but there's two of you. You've both got the same skill, so both of you roll. Seventeen total. Seventeen total. Thirteen. Thirteen total. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Oran, you don't see anything out of the ordinary. Uh, Uraprax. You don't see the goblins ahead, but you start to, with the horrible kind of smell of the wine still kind of in your kind of nasals and in, the, in your nose and stuff, something else kind of catches your scent. And you almost hear like a, even though, you know, I mean, you've been spending the past couple of days in the forest, especially helping out the, uh, the uh, dryad and stuff. Uh, there's an additional noise that you haven't really clocked before. This little kind of faint buzzing, and this smell and this weird buzzing is coming from a uh, a rotting like hair carcass on the edge of the road. And you kind of look at it for a second and like, it's like okay, there's a dead hair that's kind of on the side of the road and it's rotting and decaying. It's causing a bit of stench. And then you kind of look up and about 40 foot up the path, you see another one. And you can't make it out, but further up the path, another one, another carcass of a hare. That that sounds, well, I didn't see it, so I can't say anything, but that sounds like the way to the camp. Hey, Oren, check out this hare. Whoa, that definitely (laughs) looks like the way to the goblin camp to me. (laughs) I think we should follow those hairs. It seems slightly worrying that they're planted at regular intervals. Look, we're adventurers. This is what we signed up for. Let's just barge in, see what happens. You know what? If I was with anyone else, I'd be concerned. But, (laughs) you know, you're, you're a freaking tank. So I've been rolling so well. Today, <laughs> the the He's echo of funny. my the, the memory of my voice might echo into things. What do you think your name's John or something? You go for it. <laughs> uh, did you die? You're all fine. I mean, what are you worried about? <laughs> we we follow the trail of hairs. Uh, there's nothing to follow. It is following the tradeway. It doesn't deter off the path. So there is a trail. Are. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, there is a trail of a dead hare carcass. However, it doesn't like deviate from the tradeway. It continues on the tradeway. Back we, to town. should we? Uh, where are these can, goblins? Can we investigate one of the hare carcasses? Like, yeah. Like, uh, like uh, the same way as the guys looted uh, the bodies. There might be something in here. Yeah. Uh, roll. Um... Let's see. Uh, investigation, uh, perception, or uh, survival? Both of us? Uh, yeah, I'll let both of you do this. Ooh. Ooh. <sighs> I only got a six. Survival. Sixteen. Sixteen? Uh, Oran, you, you, you're not getting anything today, I'm afraid, buddy. Uraprax, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this carcass uh, has a little kind of rope attached to it. 
What kind of rope? Small, almost like thread or like string, just wrapped around, kind of knotted around like the back of the carcass. And you kind of follow this piece of string and there's nothing there, but there is the telltale signs of like flat grass where something has been sitting. I scoop the hair up and give the thread a little tug <laughs> to see if it's taut. Yeah, this uh, this uh, animal carcass is attached to this string. Does this? Am I allowed to ask, or is have I not yeah. seen it? Uh, yeah, at this point, I mean, I'm holding it. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Is the string? Does the string end? Can we see the end of the string? Like, is it? Does it end in a yeah, loose? Is like the animal carcass is tied to the string. The string is about two meters long, and it stops where the little kind of patch of grass where someone been fishing with hairs. Maybe <laughs> I I go over and investigate the flat patch of grass, knowing full well that it may be a trap. Yeah, a roll investigation. I dropped my dice. I'm with him. I'm behind him. I'm with him. If he gets attacked, I'm there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll re-roll that because it landed on a middle thing. Yeah, that's right. Jack Dally. Uh, what am I rolling? Uh, investigation. Investigation. 16. 16. Yeah, good roll. There's nothing else here. The goblins are not here, man. They have to be. Uh, I mean, how dead are these hairs? Are they... Are they fresh enough that we could possibly eat them and bag them? Or are they No, like, no, these are these are these are dead dead. The we... skin is dry and taut to the bone. It looks like there's a couple of maggots that have eaten the eyeball. But we missed them when we were coming up the tradeway. Well we deviated off the tradeway, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh the it, are each of the three hairs uh equally decomposed or do they get progressively more decomposed or uh, the the three that you've spotted one of them is about 40 foot away up the tradeway and the other one is further than that so okay. you could go up and investigate the second one if you wanted to uh, yeah i think we should go take a look at the second one yeah mm-hmm. yeah yes the second one uh i'm not gonna let you ro- uh, you don't need to roll for it it is exactly the same it is a rotting carcass of a hare or deer uh, not hair, a hair, not a <laughs> too big. The rotting carcass of a wild hare with a little bit of string. And if you follow the string, there is a patch of grass which has been flattened as if something had been sitting there. I scoop up the hair in one hand, hurl it into the forest and shout, where the fuck are you goblins? <laughs> Hold on, uh, what games are you point, playing? <laughs> at this point, uh, Finn and Scamos have catched up. Do you hey. think... Hey guys, I really want to set fire to something. Do you think <laughs> that the string is a fuse and this could be an explosive here? Try it. I light the string. <laughs> so so I, I've, I have a theory. Um, it burns. The, the flat happens. Oh. <laughs> the flat, the flat grass. Is that because something was there or something was sat there and maybe holding on to the hair with the string and then like ate it or something and now they've moved on and just left their leftovers is that is that what's happened here 
Yeah, we thought it was because like they were fishing with the hares, so as, as we assumed, perhaps wrongly, that someone was sitting on the, yeah. on the kind of flat patch. But it doesn't, because this is our only indication where the, these goblins have gone. So like, it, fe the, it feels. You mean like the goblins that ran away from us? Yeah. I don't think these would be the same ones because they wouldn't just be sat there on the grass chilling out. I think these these could be different, a different group of enemies or, or people. I, w I wonder if we're getting led off track, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or do you think that these goblins were waiting and they've actually... There are already five of them now. I think so they've joined us. up. They, they, the two have told them something and perhaps they've ran on back to town or they've, they've gone gone on to do something else. So let's I think let's, these goblins are mere seconds ahead from you, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Finn. I think uh, we need to get back to town. Yeah. Finn, roll a history for me. The learned one. It's not good, guys. Uh, in total, it's a seven. Seven. Hmm. You know that once there was a hair on this grass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At some point in history. Um, kind of remember reading just lazily in uh, one of your study classes once how in great times of war mages were incredibly versatile in fighting utilitarian purposes and uh, even like with their ability to produce flames instantly and snuff out flames instantly they're very good at sending signals for long distances with like smoke, smoke signals so I randomly recall this and tell this to my group and I have a puzzled look on my face hmm. so um, let's assume uh, yeah, uh, if if, if the goblins that are ahead of us, potentially others that they've met, are sending out signals to their allies further away. We need to be prepared for there to be some type of attack on the town that's going to be coming. But, much as anything, let's try and fuck up those plans a little bit. Finn, are you able to make smoke signals? I don't I don't think so, guys. Um, I have a tinderbox. Yeah. <laughs> and it all comes full circle! <laughs> Oren! Why not we why don't we use your tinderbox to set up some confusing smoke signals? May as well be completely random. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Well, we'll just have to gather some uh, some and, wood, some kindling, and then we get into town as soon as we can and begin to stake these things out. Yeah. Okay, so Unless... are, you, are you starting fire or are you <laughs> going back to town? We're quick 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 bit of smoke signals and then into town. Yeah, <laughs> we're starting a fire. This that is, is all a just very simple enough. Wanting to start fires. Yeah. With uh, with Oran's tinderbox and uh, Finn, I believe you have the spell prestigitation. Hmm. I don't see it. Okay. I think I might have given you prestigitation. But no, it's it's pretty straightforward. Okay. With uh, with the uh, cloak on your backs and uh kindling and wood that you just gather from the nearby bushes and this dead hair is the skin on it is 
dry and taut and the bones are like almost bleach white this is bone dry this this ignites quite easily as well and uh yeah you can start sending little signals if you wish to create a diversion to maybe make the goblins even more worried yeah does anyone have an idea of what a smoke signal even a a bad uh, misleading one might look like is it just do we have to um i think any smoke would gather attention from goblin crews can we do like a worried emoji like a bit of a skull face something (laughs) along those lines no i want to say an eggplant (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah. Yeah, yeah, you set uh... the fire and then use it to divert attention. So we could set the fire, get the smoke going and then hide again. Or we could just leave we could just put the three rabbit carcasses on top, leave them smoking and start legging it towards town. Let's do that. Yeah. I can you leave that. a little note that says sucked in dickens and just leave it there. <laughs> yeah, sure. Cool. So the uh You're missing out on ten virgins. A couple of uh, rabbit carcasses that you have found, you'll throw, throw on this bonfire and it starts to create this very dense, like white, chunky smoke. And you guys start running back into town. As you guys start heading away in, you see it again. You see another rabbit. You keep running. A couple of minutes later, there's another rabbit. You're still going into town. About another couple of minutes pass, another rabbit, another rabbit. And by a, then you get back into town. It's quiet in town. Like, eerily quiet. As you kind of run in, round the corner, past the chapel. And you see another two hobgoblins. Standing there by the well. Both of them side by side. And both of them clutching Chen. As she is forced down onto her knees on the ground. The hoggoblins spot you, running back into town. Without hesitation, they slit Chen's throat as she kind of locks eyes with Uraprax. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And they shove her down to the ground. Blood starting to pool and go everywhere. All of the colors that were still on her shirt and her belt and her cufflings all go red as they shunt her and shove her face first into the dirt. You're so shocked by this that you haven't even clocked on that there is fire erupting on the top of the winged horse, the uh, straw roof of the uh, winged horse. These two hobgoblins turn and run away. Nice job locking the place down, John. 
<laughs> I turned to Oroplex, put his hand on his shoulder, feeling my 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 companion's pain. I lock eyes with him and I say, Hobgoblin genocide? I turn to him and look even deeper into his eye, seeing Chen's face floating in front of my vision, as though she was still here, still a part of this world. Shake away the visage and say, you're fucking on. There is a cough and a splutter from Chen. Are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) I run over to Chen and I say, Chen, are you well? (laughs) I crouch crouch down at her side and I scoop her head in my hands and I say, I'm sorry. We just tried to do good in this world to ease even a little bit of the darkness that has taken over this town and leave this place a little she barked she barked <laughs> she, <laughs> she is, like screamed she's, cleric into the air <laughs> yeah there is panic in her eyes as she's trying to hold her throat as much as she can to stop the bleeding she tries to speak to you but she can't i have a song of rest will that do anything uh over the course of four hours but not right now <laughs> her eyes start to kind of lose focus and start to go a bit duller she tries to say something but she can't she hands soaked in blood reaches up and gets the little red feather that she had put behind her ear goes to hand it to you but drops it and dies in your arms Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Monsters and Madness. If you'd like to find out more about myself, you can find me on Instagram at Louis Hay, where I post a bunch of different silly sketches and doodles. If you'd like to find out more about John, you can find him on his Twitter at John Crinnan or his website, johncrinnan.com, where you'll find all the links to his stories and his other podcasts. You can find Carl on his Twitter at Carl Hughes, or you can visit hawkandcleaver.com to learn more about how they help fresh and upcoming podcasters. To find Daniel, you can find him on his Twitter at WilcoxAuthor or visit DanielWilcox.com to learn more about his books and his special boot camp to help new authors. You can find Andy CT on his Twitter at AndyCTWrites or visit TheOtherStories.net to hear some of his horrifically twisted creations. The Monsters and Madness theme tune was created by Timo Henderson. You can check out his website, timohenderson.com, to see what kind of awesome music he can create, especially for you and your next project. And lastly, our background music was produced by Daniel Birch and downloaded from freemusicarchive.org. Visit his website, danielbirchmusic.com, to see what other music he has available. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>